No edits, BT. Here we are, the Heart God Media Podcast. I am your host, Jesse HS, and finally, the long, long, long awaited alien franchise we're going to dive into today. BT, Mr. Lewis Smith, Mrs. Anna Smith now, (laughs) newlyweds as of last month. We are all here to discuss the alien franchise. Everyone, say hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, everybody. So, there's a lot to dive into. We're going to kind of do this free form because we don't have a format. Um, there will never be a format. Nothing will ever be the same. There will always be arguing, debate, what have you. All the podcasts that I listen to, it always seems like there's more of a, a, a set way to do things, and I don't like that. I like it keeping it punk rock. You hear the fucking intro on the phone with all the me fumbling and bumbling. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It's the same thing like... I noticed too, like, I have a Sony 50 inch TV. People are like, all these kids, like, I own a lot of movies. Obviously, all of us are huge film fans, but I love when people are like, oh, what kind of system you got? I got a fucking Blu ray player and it plays through the speakers of the TV. <laughs> like, like, I'd rather spend money buying seven movies than buying a fucking Vizio soundbar that I'm going to be mailing back to fucking Vizio in seven months anyway when it shits out. Like, don't get me wrong, when it comes to music and stuff, like, even that, like, that little pile record player, those little speakers, it gets the job done, man. It gets yeah. the, you're going to hear the pops and cracks anyway. I don't need to spend $700 through a fucking, some half-ass fucking Jensen that, <laughs> that, that fucking, that fucking, like, I'm still hearing pops and cracks, it's fucking vinyl. Like, it sounds fucking beautiful. Anyway, yeah, so home audio, we're already off to a good start. <laughs> yes. So, I night, agree with you, by n- the way. So... Where does, where do we start? 1979, the Alien franchise begins. Ridley Scott, written by Dan O'Bannon, Return of the Living Dead fame, directed it. Um, so it's kind of, diving in, and we're, we're thrusting right into the hole of this thing right now. It's friggin' just filthy. Uh, 1979, it's still, after rewatching the first two, uh, it's still groundbreaking what it looks like in 1979. The feel, all the Geiger, uh, you know, art in it and stuff. It can still, and even with the fucking weird, like, IBM fucking blue fucking War Games, Matthew Broderick fucking, like, <laughs> technology on it. That aside, it still feels futuristic and it looks fucking great for a movie that's fucking 39 years old. It's crazy. It's crazy how good it still looks. And obviously it's, and I feel like, and you guys can, uh, we'll see how you guys feel, but for years it always felt like a slow burn. The more I watch it though, it doesn't feel like as slow as a burn as people kind of wind it up to be. I don't think it's as slow of a burn as people say it is. I mean, it, it is a slow burn, but it's not boring. No, no. Like, and that's the thing with movies that have, like, that are slow-burning, you know, de- developing, you know, before you get the, the climactic cum shot. It's kind of... Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's keeping the interest. And the interest is kept, and you're immediately... The cast is is pretty fucking solid. You got Harry Dean Stanton, Yafat Koto, who looks like a, 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 a boglin. A what? A boglin. You ever seen a boglin? What's a boglin? It was an 80s toy. 
I'll yes, go. Yes, I, yes. You know what I'm talking about? He looks like a bog. exactly what you're talking about. I think I do. Pull up a picture. You'll recognize it. Well, it's in while you're looking that up because the the one thing that I do like about it, I, I definitely agree with you, Brian. Like it is kind of a slow burn, but you're getting used to the characters. You're learning who they are. You're seeing them interact with one another. You're getting a sense for like what's actually going on in the ship. They're basically truck drivers in space. Essentially, they come out of yes. cryo sleep, whatever. But it's like you're not just sitting on your ass. Yeah, Yafet Koto is a fucking boglin. A fucking boggling. <laughs> that is a horrible thing to say. Where'd you pull that out of? What? Where'd you pull that out of? Wait, like, isn't dude. that like a wordplay on goblin? Yeah, yeah a bog okay, goblin. Yeah, but they're supposed to be like a booger goblin. I think there's it supposed is to a be bo- a booger. Okay, like a like a little booger. But yeah, imagine that coming out of your fucking he nostril. Like <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I, I saw Yafat Koto, I was just like, that motherfucker looks like a boglin. I had boglins as a kid. Boglins. Anyway, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean. Uh, Ridley Scott's film, I think, is still one of the best. It's it's the best. Now, here's I'm fucking stumbling here because there's so much shit to talk about and it's so much to break down. But that's why other it, podcasts are more organized. Yeah, something. I don't give a fuck though. <laughs> I mean, pe- pe- yeah, people are either gonna buy in. Guess what? Do you want to see the Ramones or you want to see Bon Jovi? Fucking Ramones. Exactly. Every time. Exactly. And nothing against Bon Jovi. I like a couple of their earlier records, but that's neither here nor there. Is it? Fuck Bon Jovi. Is it? Is it a horror movie? Is it a sci-fi movie? It's not an action. Alien. Aliens. Aliens is an action film. But yeah. is this? Is Alien 1979? Is it a horror film or is it a sci-fi film? It's both. It can be both. And there are people who don't consider it a horror film, which I think is weird. That is weird. And yeah. if even if you it's, watch the special features, Ridley Scott says that when he talk a little more out, booming, you're kind of soft spoken. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be myself. I'm a soft spoken person. Well, you're not going to be heard a lot, and I'm going to interrupt you, and anyway, then you're going to get really mad. <laughs> when Ridley Scott was setting out to make this movie, he was like, "I want to make the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in space." And that's what it feels like. I mean, it doesn't feel like I mean, Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. Okay, like they tones, maybe. At least that, a little. Yeah, but. that slow burn. They both have, like, really, like, even before shit really starts happening, they have, like, this really creepy, like, atmosphere. And and I read and something, and I guess I never... Set design. I never Dude, really... set design It's insane. insane. The, yeah. the, it's, a, it's crazy. I just think that's, like, Alien, and obviously the other films, too, have their share of this, but, like... Alien is a true testament amongst other fucking films just to, like, how great practical, like, effects can be. And set oh, design, yeah. too. Like, how, like, they gross can do looking it. when they get inside exactly. the actual ship and everything's, like, fucking either wet or just how intensely, like, the design of everything. It's just, it's fucking insane. And that's 1979, too. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Like, it, and it just blows my mind that, that CGI has taken over so much because it it's faster and i think that's like the big thing like faster and, and it's cheaper, cheaper. cheaper yeah. it's it's a shame because it does look so fucking good it's almost like uh and obviously when we get to when we finally get to it probably won't be uh obviously it's not gonna be not t- not today but even when prometheus comes out in 2012 um it's crazy how you can see like when you watch Alien now, after seeing Prometheus all the years later, it's, it's a prequel. Uh, it kind of 
ties in when you see all the the art in the first film it feels ancient you know what i mean there's like an ancient quality to all the the design and stuff like that that is and and it's just such a mind fuck to think like that there is these complete other ancient looking worlds out there like i mean this really i think this really taps in more so than like a fucking like encounters of the third kind uh do but really type uh, taps into like what else is out there is there a fucking goddamn alien that fucking bleeds acid and fucking yafat koto's running around like a fucking boglin trying to destroy this (laughs) motherfucker like it's fucking crazy like is harry dean stanton just fucking is like it's he has a whole wardrobe of Hawaiian shirts and weird huge oh. trucker hats. <laughs> yeah. like sucking on that cigar, chewing on. Oh yeah, oh he, that God. thing's fucking filthy. Well, that was moist. I saw that. And we ended moist. up in a conversation. I was like, "Fuck, I like hate that." <laughs> Anytime it's best like, oh, dress, can I take though. a drag yeah. of your cigarette yeah. and hand it back to you, and it's soaked. You're like, "What, what are you doing?" I did watch Harry Dean Stanton though, like rolling. Do you see him rolling when? They oh were, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Was anyway. He, those filthy fingers. Like, can you oh, imagine? Yeah. Harry Dean Stanton. Like, is it me or does Harry Dean Stanton look dirty and everything? Dude, his, he is filthy and pretty and pink. His, his face looks like, <laughs> like a fucking prune. Like I, 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 I made a note of just how he looks. Like every time I see him on screen, I'm like, God damn, dude, go bathe. But he's probably clean. Have That's you, the thing. He's probably clean, and it's just like you look greasy. Have you ever seen Cabin Boy with Chris Elliott? Oh, yes. Dude, yes. I have seen that. He looks like the fucking moon that's talking to fucking Chris Elliott. fucking ridiculous That fucking spits chewing tobacco. What a ridiculous (laughs) movie. Were they trying to do a Popeye-type thing with that or something? I think it was. There's... Oh, my God. That that Popeye, but like... Anyway, we got on a cabin boy. Cabin boy. (laughs) HBO fucking 99 or whatever. So do I gotta see this movie? Oh yeah, it's fucking great. Brian Brian James is in it as well. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, just know know that going into it. Yeah, but uh, I love. I was in love with Harry Dean Stanton. Really? Not sexually. Oh okay. <laughs> just to clarify, I was gonna say what gets I was, you I hard. I was really Jesus. sad when he passed. Harry away. Dean Stanton. Yeah. Fucking Hawaiian shirts, dud you in. Anyway, seeing him though, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Bond Harry Dean Stanton final season of like Twin Peaks like seeing him on screen was just like I was excited but I was like god damn dude like you this is it I just knew yeah. that like he was looking a little like that was he the trailer park the oh, yeah. supervisor for right he passed away while it was airing didn't he yeah it's nuts Twin Peaks killed a lot of people yeah they really did, they did. <laughs> Jesus Christ thank god Everett McGill's still kicking though still who's the one that's like falling apart from Twin Peaks the woman she's dead long no. lady's dead no 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 the one that like got a bunch of botched plastic surgery and does oh, meth. Uh, what's her name? Lara Flynn Boyle. Yeah. Yes. Nation of Mix holding it down though, my girl. Oh yeah. Still fucking hotter than the fucking than Brian Krause. Well, maybe not. Brian Krause is pretty hot. <laughs> anyway, it's Brian Krause obsession. <laughs> it really is. It's fucking deep seated. I was watching this episode of Tales from the Crypt, The House of Horrors, in season five. I'm fucking Bridget sitting next to me. I was just like, I'm gonna have to pull it out right here and just fucking. <laughs> Just puff it off. Well, I think puff Charmed. It off. <laughs> <laughs> I think Charmed is still on Netflix. If you want to check that out, I might have to finally dig into that and him. Um, so, fucking Sigourney Weaver though, comes out of no, pretty much comes out of nowhere. 
and literally captivates the entire film world. This is can you can any of you guys with your knowledge of film think of a better or up until that point especially yeah. can you think of another female that has came commanded a movie been the star been the lead and had the kind of story arc that Ripley has it's fucking insane what do you got she's well was there any woman that really came in and was like the big dick of the movie ever like without seeming like like in distress like it, I just list. Not, not a white. I just list. I hear. No white women. No white women. What black woman were doing? Pam that? Greer. Yeah. Oh, you calm down. You and the black exploitation <laughs> films you love. I just love Pam Greer. Okay. Anyway. But yes, well, I think what? in another life you were black. I'm very white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very white. Jeez. Uh, anyway. Should you clarify that you're not racist? That sounded really fucking bad. Well, should I be a white person saying, yes, I feel very black? <laughs> no, I guess that's... You backed me into a corner. Wait, we talk about brown face and fucking aliens. Dude. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but, uh, you know, Ridley Scott... I'm not sure. I think this movie exceeded what he he thought was going to happen. I don't think that he thought that it was literally going to change uh, the film world. And I don't even think people realized, like fans or anybody even realized what a huge accomplishment it was having a character like Ripley, having someone like Sigourney Mm -hmm. Weaver play her, was until all these years later when you see how revered the Alien franchise is... But then how revered Ripley is as one of the most badass characters, not even of just men and women, but just, just in general, in general yeah. what a fucking badass she is. Well, two things. I don't know if I want to fucking chew, big league chew with her and fucking go out to the park, or if I want to fucking just have, I don't know, fucking have a threesome with her and Brian Krause. <laughs> Back to the Brian Krause. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Ripley was written as a male character i did not originally which kind of reminds me of how ben from night of the living dead was written as maybe a that explains it and it just ended up being so much more than it was on paper yeah wait so what what like ushered that change where was it ridley scott being like well we have this actor like how did that come to be well i think it was just sort of decided that they wanted a strong female character because i think I th- Halloween had come out before that. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess sure. Curtis, she was no Ripley. No, no, that's what I'm saying too. Like Jamie Lee was still hiding in the fucking closet. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah. Yeah, do you think it would have been as popular if it was, if it was just like six dudes? I think it would have. Like, I think I don't it, think it, it still would have done something, but it done I don't. Well, but I don't think it would have the good. effect that it's had. Yeah, I not think because you're but watching her personal like struggles like, in a story tr- in a transition. Like yeah. in that movie, she like she literally has to turn it on and be like, "Listen, all these other motherfuckers are getting waxed on this goddamn ship because they don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck they're doing." Well, I don't either, but. I'm a little smarter than fucking Harry Dean Stanton fucking sitting there chewing out a fucking... Kitty, 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 yeah, kitty, 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 yeah. kitty, 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 kitty,
It wasn't a prune. I was like, he looks like a fucking California Raider. <laughs> oh my like, god, he but does. But literally, like, that sequence of him walking in, I, I was just like, I love watching this. I was like, that scene with the water is super disgusting, but him just, like, wandering around, like, on screen talking to himself is oh, just, yeah. like, so awesome. Yeah. And that's, there's so many, like, just fucking, like, awesome fucking, like, uh, performances in this, too, that are that are kind of, like... And you want to know what makes all those performances stand out, though? Small cast. Mm-hmm. Small cast. You don't have, yeah. like, fucking all these, like, random little guys popping in and out and be like, I'm glad that they kept all the, like, Waylon Yutani shit. Kind of like it was all, like, uh, like in the background. You know what I mean? Like, why were they out there? Like, what was going on? You knew, but you didn't really know. And obviously, you didn't know until uh, our little android gets fucking you know, goes haywire and fucking tries to shut her shit down. But, um, but then, you know, being able to do that, create, because the whole movie is just a development for Ripley. And I think bringing it to aliens, like then you you already know Ripley. So when you get to aliens, you already have buy-in with like, you know how Ripley is. You, You love the character already. She's already survived so much. That then it's okay, you can start working in Burke, like in, you know, in Aliens, and then working in all the colonial, uh, you know, a new cast of fucking mm-hmm. people are going to get killed around her, essentially. Um, but it is so, that is what's vital, is the, I mean, the ice, the the, the idea of space anyway, it's fucking like frightening. I even feel bad for the motherfucking Xenomorph. Uh, that gets fucking kicked out into fucking space. Like, you know what I mean? Like, blast that guy's body into space. I said to him, I was like, that would fucking suck. Yeah. Even if you're dead, don't fucking blast me into space. Well, you would, like, you would, the the pressure would kill you, like, pretty instantly anyway. Explode. But, like, which is why I had a huge problem at the end of Aliens, by the way. When she, we'll, get like, we'll, get yeah. we'll get there, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. I was yelling in the living room. Oh, and Ripley was, when they decided it was going to be a female, she was originally going to be played by Veronica Cartwright, who plays Lambert. Or really? She auditioned, Damn. she auditioned for it. Oh, oh wait, the, I read this, yeah. On the featurette, she made it sound like she was promised the role, and she was pretty pissed about it. But it would I don't think it would have been the same had it been her. No. I think she's a, a great actress. Yeah. And she worked with Alfred Hitchcock. She was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but she's not like... She doesn't come off as, like, tough. To no. Me, yeah, that Sigourney edge. Weaver does. That edge. Sigourney had a fucking... Had a hair on her, though, right? What was up with that? Uh, she looked like fucking Brian May How? up there. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, shit. that's one unfortunate thing about her. I love it, though. I love it. I don't know. I, I think the hair got Starts playing a guitar solo. And I don't know why... Bicycle. We had to see her plumbers crack towards the end. Dude, what was up with that? I think it was supposed to be sexy, but it didn't... It looked like a fucking... It looked, like, coin it looked literally like someone took a 2 by 4 and broke it in I half was, and put underwear over now, it. Now, I had shown Bridget this, like, maybe two years ago for the first time. And, like, I was watching, and she just kind of is just fucking trickling on her iPad, and she fucking looks up, she's like... Ew. <laughs> like, like, and part of me is like, do I die? do I want to die on this hill? I was like, nah, I won't say anything. I'm not gonna say it. Goddamn, it's like I'm gonna be like Ripley, pull up, cover up. Well, you're only saying that it's though because like, right. you're a coxman. Right, it was, it's not. It. I've seen. She's tough. Yeah, I know when female it. nudity looks appealing and when it when it doesn't. I can tell the difference. 
Cox, but I think Coxman. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was probably part of it, like to fend off like the yeah, I want to see you go and see Ali and go and see Squirrelly Weaver's little teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think they were People going like for my that. Fucking dad. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but at the same time, I think that maybe they wanted like they wanted her to look rough and tumble and not as like attractive. You know, you know what I mean? They, if she had, if they're like, yeah, you know, we got pre-production out for a little while. We're going to throw some new tits on you. And, you know, we're going to have him bombing just right in the Xenomorph's fucking mouth all the whole goddamn movie. Like, well, I'm just, no. I don't think nudity was necessary anyway. So what? Because no. she didn't have, like, the fucking cake? You're, you're, you're shaming her? You're body shaming Sigourney Weaver on the Alien Franchise podcast. No, I think her body's fine. I just don't, I think... Just showing the crack of someone, like they're wearing what if, if I'm trying to be seductive, I'm not gonna like have a fashion failure and bend over and be like, "Hey, she look wasn't at that even tip fucking bent over though." That's Isn't the worst that part. Cute? She was, she was like leaning over to grab something, and it's like ass crack. Yeah. Like, holy yeah. shit! Do you think it would have worked oh, better if they would have fucking I mean, no had like just like a racing stripe down like we, the back? We understood she's not a damn. She's gone through a lot of stress. We didn't need a, like the plumber crack. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. I wonder bad. if like Ripley was just, or, or if Ridley, Ridley, not Ripley. If uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I don't, there's a million ways we could look at it, but we need to get past her ass. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, you fucking. No, it's hilarious. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you, it deserves. Think, see, you know what's deserved. You know what's funny too is people are gonna listen to this. They're like, "Oh, Ben, there's a, there's a couple things I don't understand about the Alien franchise. I want to listen to this and try to like, like they think we're breaking down Whale and Utani Corp. Like, listen, this is what their motives were, and this is why they did it. We're like, no, fucking was or was not her crack acceptable and or pleasurable to the eye. <laughs> Wasn't a Brian Krause ass. That's for fucking wow. sure. Wow. Well, <laughs> Those motherfucking Lee jeans and sleepwalkers. Fucking Lee's. <laughs> we could have a whole discussion about it because someone in that movie decided that she should have plumbers crack in that moment. And wow. I think it was Geiger. Was Geiger's like on the set. He's like, this movie was so yeah. carefully yeah. crafted that everything in there was meaningful. Or maybe yeah. it was like an like an accident, like genuinely, and they were just like, leave it in. It wasn't over. Oh, it wasn't over the top though. It was enough no. to where there was shadow, so it's like you could. It's like I know that's an ass crack. Like even if you're sitting, you're watching it on that wall, and you're fucking in the on a tree line. Yeah, back there, it's like that's an ass crack. Like you can see. <laughs> Not like is that a cigarette burn? Like <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's an ass crack. But it's uh, the dude who the what's the fucking actor's name? I can't think of the name. Bilbo Baggins that plays the android. Which that is Bilbo Baggins. Oh, that's, uh, what? Ian Holm. Yes, and the other British dude is John Hurd or something. Wait, uh, isn't wait? Is, that, is it's it? Hurt with a hurt, T at hurt, the end. Hurt. Yes. John Hurd is the actor who plays Macaulay Culkin's dad in Home Alone, right? John Hurd. Yes. R.I.P. Died last year. If no. It was... No. No. Yeah. That's Hurd. No, but yeah, yeah Hurd's not like, in. No. <laughs> Hurd's know, in I'm fucking Shark NATO. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> When you said hurt, I'm like, that is a person, though. Right? Yeah. Think about hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um, Both great actors. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Tom Skerritt, too. Dude. Old Dally. Mm-hmm. He, he got top billing in that movie. Yeah, Ian Holm is fucking Bilbo. Dude, really? Yeah. Look. See? Bilbo. 
the most irritating fucking yeah. That's what it was. The most irritating fucking synthetic, I think, or android in that whole series. Listen, when the when he gets, I mean, I'm a sick fuck, so I understand this. Uh, why my thinking is, but is it a little? Are, what are we saying here? Making the androids blood white, and yeah, then when he gets fucking tore up, up, I was just like, why does he look deep. like he was the victim of a bukkake rank? Like yeah. fucking. <laughs> Like, the hydraulic fluid could have been any other color. Yeah. It chose white. But Disney, Disney yellow, did this too. In the Hall of Presidents. They had an Abe Lincoln like animatronic up there. And during one of the shows, they used to have red hydraulic fluid. So like something burst and all the red hydraulic fluid like went all over the stage. And all the people watching thought that they were like reenacting him getting shot in Ford's. Oh my god. Watching fucking My American so Cousin now, or whatever the fuck it so was. Now the I don't know why I know that. Our American Cousin. So yeah, now Disney uses white. Uh, that's Bizarre. more frightening. but Because did, people want to get shot in the face with that. With white stuff. Yeah. Well, they're more comfortable with that. I guess. I mean, it depends More on who you talk to. Accepted. Yeah. I'm sure Bilbo Baggins loved yeah. that fucking it's like, drowning really, in that I, shit. They might have discussed this on the, the guys, did it have to feature app. I can't remember. Yeah, that. it was a little, make it a little thinner. There's Jesus. Soupy. Yeah. Fucking we got a little. fucking white soup. Seriously, that looked like a fucking Panera soup du jour. It just makes me think of, of milk. It was very milky. Yeah. Very milky. I'm not thinking of cum while I watch it. Jeez. Do you um, think do you think people that are like cuz I know I know there are some alien uh fans that are super like I was definitely thinking of milk. They try milk. They was... <laughs> they try to be super like intellectual cuz they want to know all the stuff about it. I hope that whoever's listening to this understands that like we operate on a different level, a more seedy level. We're the underbelly of the alien fans. We're the Motel 6. Yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, we respect what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it is the ass crack or the fucking android cum blood. Um, that's a fucking sick band name, BT. Can <laughs> we start a band called... Android Crawling. Android Cum Blood. What the fuck is up? I'm in. Android Cum Blood. <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> but, uh... If we had to rate this, what is your rating out of ten for Alien? I'm gonna say like, so I'm I'm trying to rate this based on like a relation to the other films, so I don't know. I'm gonna do like a nine out of ten, dude. It just holds up. It yeah. still holds it, up. You can still watch it, and it's just like, god damn, this is a fucking brilliant. It's film. it's uh, what I think is honestly like uh, it was the perfect, and it, it really does tie the film together. And and I know it's kind of stupid to 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 think that like a tagline can tie a film together, but I think it does. Like in space. No one can hear you scream. Like, that's a fucking haunting. Like, seeing the poster with the egg, black background, egg, and that fucking quotation. Like, if I saw that in 1979. What the fuck is this? I'd be like, motherfuck, what the fuck? What is this? Like, it would blow my mind. And it still blows my mind. I love that tagline. And that is, like, I think that the, uh, the, the deep basis of the film is that space isolation. Like, you, there's no one, you can't fucking call the cops and have them get fucking waxed off, you know, by the, there's no, 
There's no security blanket. You're in fucking space. The yeah, only it's not like a slasher film. Where exactly. You're in a house and you can run outside and run through the neighborhood. You're just in one exactly. place. You can't mm-hmm. go anywhere. You're stuck on the ship Claust- and the only claustrophobic. You're still in the same place. Exactly. The, the isolation claustrophobia element is is its own level of like terror. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. psychological. Like there's nowhere to go except get into the fucking escape pod or whatever. And well, no, just... it's not even like they can escape. It's like it's a matter of getting it out. That's why I'm... Either like, either way, like the op the the only option that could have been done at the very end, where they she detonates a ship and fucking flies away or whatever, it's like that was kind of like really the only thing to do if you can't fucking kill it, yeah. which they were not able to do, like as a crew. And it uh, it kind of seemed uh, in hindsight now watching it too. Uh, it, it like I said, it'd been probably it's been probably two years since I watched it, and I try to. I'll just get the itch, and whenever I get the itch to watch one, I'll run through them, like, pretty much all of them. Yeah, I can't just watch one of them yeah. anymore. Like, and I don't know what it is, more. and I think that really is, like, it's the encapsulation of what Rip, the character Ripley really uh, creates and transcends from film to film. It You want to see, like, I know what the fuck happens, I've seen all the fucking films, million times but as soon as i watch the first one like i want to see the second one and then i want to see the third one now the fourth one i got some qualms about but not many not probably what people are going to think but regardless there's a few a it, lot of people hate the fourth one yeah so yeah and the third one yeah a lot the, 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 that that that's a little i it blows my mind that people are still hating my, on that but i also think that they haven't seen the assembly cut go rating for the first one is a perfect 10 Perfect ten. Yeah, Perfect I mean, ten. I might be a little too generous with tens, but you know, feels like a ten to me. It. My I dad, mean, it's, my it's a solid movie. It really is. I mean, it's it's not one you can get bored uh, watching. I was I don't gonna think. bring up that my dad told me he saw it in the theater. Oh yeah, you've what? told me this story. Yeah, you've told yeah. me this story. And I can't remember if this is the one he snuck into because he saw Alien and Friday. Glenwood? He's sneaking Glenwood? What's with these people sneaking in? Fucking Vinny sneaking yeah, in the Guar? Is that sneaking into fucking Alien? <laughs> like, I'm not paying admission. Well, Fuck. No, I mean, he probably sinister. paid and then went into. It was two fifty back in 1979. I don't know how it worked. $25 now. He said it was, like, amazing because there had been nothing like it. He's never exactly, seen exactly. like it. And I don't think we get movies like that anymore it's kind of sad that we don't like there's nothing universal universally like loved pretty much especially within genre the fans of genre movies like like people like some people liked hereditary some people loved hereditary some people disliked it some people hated it there is there isn't like one of those strong over-the-top consensuses uh with uh, this kind of film a sci-fi horror film now with I mean, there is some with some of the newer Star Wars films, uh, but everyone picks those apart. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just even, like the prequels. Even, yeah, but at the same time, like something like it is universally the newer it. Yeah, like had fucking rave reviews. People loved it. There wasn't a lot of people that complained about. It. I'm sure there's people that could, could complain about it, um, but that is one in recent memory. But it goes back to the story story that king wrote like that is just it's the story it's the characters that make that film it makes films like that mm-hmm. without ripley the film's dead in the water if it was just and i really think she i don't think it's dead in the water it would have been a great film we said that it would have been a great film regardless but having it be a female puts it over the top and i think transcends into that because then you're and i 
And I still think that the core fan base of Alien is still male because it's yeah. an action sci-fi film. Well, it wasn't like in your face. Like exactly. What they do now, we're, I don't know. It's a little Oh, exactly. It's like we've it, talked about with the desensitized They're doing it youth. to do it. Like, exactly. Instead of just making a good movie. Exactly. They're, they're doing it to purposely like... Uh, Appeal and appease. and Exactly. Like with the new Power Rangers film. Very good, but they felt the need to put certain things in it, like making the Yellow Ranger uh, a lesbian. Like, I oh, feel like they could have done it. They did it for what it... To me. It can be done was gracefully. It subtle, was yeah. it subtly done? Because that's, that's a difference. I know we've talked about it a bunch. It's like, and, and you basically just said it. It's like, the difference between doing something because you want to make something great versus doing something because it's socially relevant at that time or it's unnecessary. What does this add? Because well, like, regardless, it's like, it's like if it's good, it's going to stand on its own. Exactly. And people are going to love it and it's going to be awesome. Exactly. It's like Annihilation. They've made a really fucking good movie. A full female cast. Oh, yeah. They weren't in your fucking face about it. Exactly. They just was, did it. So and was the movie a book? like flopped. Yeah. It's getting like that straight was a good to Netflix. That was a fucking I awesome movie. Because, and honestly, it's crazy to think that social media has affected every facet of pop culture Dude, from music every music and films suffer more than anything yeah because i mean for instance i was watching like uh, an episode of south park and they're dropping uh the m-bomb like crazy but it was also because stan's dad used it in like you oh, know yeah, the you jeopardy know, episode yes the jeopardy episode the m-bomb yeah oh, no wheel of fortune episode the wheel, wheel of fortune episode people yes. who annoy you what? yes the n-word oh the n n n n yeah, then they brought in fucking Michael Richards and shit at the end. Yes. And uh, the sports announcer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a good, that is a good episode. Well, that's so funny, too, because that was, it was right after, obviously, the Richards thing, because that premiered, I think, in, like, February or something like that of 07, and that event happened in, like, fall of 06, so it was relevant to the time, as South Park always is. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but that was, like, it was, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's still on Hulu, too. I'm surprised Hulu hasn't taken it down just because... It's such a polarizing fucking subject. Like, well, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really, like, well, I mean, to, to have it in film, I mean, uh, Tarantino took so much flack for Django because he wanted it uh, to articulate the time and articulate how people really viewed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the people who were slaves at the time. You know what I mean? They weren't just like blacks. They weren't just slaves. They were dropping the N-bomb. All over. And people, I know Samuel L. Jackson has gotten so much flack for, like, doing it. They're like, how can you do that as, like, a black, or, like, a proud black man? How can you do that? And he's like, listen, this is, like, what it was like. Because and that trying to happened. Yes, and trying to negate it and being like, oh, no, we should cut down how much you say it. No, because then you're, you're compromising you're, the you're fucking racing. what happened. You're, exactly. You're erasing what it was like. It's going to be hard to watch. It's going to be hard to hear it 750 fucking times it was said in there. But guess what? Exactly what you said, Hannah. You're erasing it and you're pretending like it didn't happen because it's so hard to hear. Like, listen, that's like the fucking, like, it's like erasing the Holocaust. I mean, like, oh, the Holocaust didn't happen. Like, it was just a, (laughs) no, they didn't die. Like, they're fucking floating. We're not, let's, not even, let's not even get But you know that. what I mean? Like, I know, without acknowledging it, in, in a movie that kind of suffers the same fate, and the director, uh, Pablo Pasolini, 
died for his film Salo, very fucked up about a corrupt Italian government who was spying and selling children for sex and torture when the uh, Italian government, when Mussolini was in charge, uh, it was 1940s fascist Italy, people uh, brush over it because they're like, oh, well, that was really fucked up. They had children eating fecal matter and getting raped by older men. Well, Well, no one wants to fucking see it. (laughs) I don't want to see that. But acting like it never happened. And that was what it was, is to expose what it was like because he was a child during that time. And I I don't think there was anything that's indicated, at least from what I've read, that he was a part of anything like that. But he knew it was happening. He had, he knew people that it happened to. Children who were children when he was a child that it happened to. And it was a hard film to watch. He was ran over in a car because of that. And there's a lot of converged, he was killed before, like when the film was released. Jesus. He was ran over and killed by by someone. Never caught him, obviously, um, because he was outing an entire government that was buying and selling children for sex and torture. Um, and to pretend that it didn't happen, and people being like, "Oh, it's the most offensive movie ever," it is. But that's something that happened, so it's an offensive time, and that people in the country were offensive. There's a huge difference between acknowledging something happened and, and glorifying like, it, or glorify. Yeah, yeah. exy. Yeah. Um, the other opposite end. Where the fuck did we we fucking went down a deep fucking rabbit hole? Jesus, I I was just like, what are we talking about? Wait, we're alien, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, even talked about Jonesy. No, Jonesy. No, that fucking cat. All right, everyone. (laughs) I've seen it criticized that Ripley like goes out of her way and puts her own life in danger to save that cat towards the end. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, if that was Nora, I would have done the same thing. Exactly. You're going back. You're going back for your pet. Yeah, because you love... You guys would go... In the same situation, you guys would go back for the cats, wouldn't you? One of them. (laughs) (laughs) You love your pet almost as much as you love a family member, so... I think I like pets more more than most family members, honestly. (laughs) I don't know if that cat was really Ripley specifically, but... I, I couldn't figure out if it was the cruise collective animal. Yeah. You know? And... Well, it's like something. If you're up in fucking space, you need something to love on. Yeah, a yeah, that's, friend. that's true. So I mean, if you're you on a spaceship human and stay sane, yeah, you're right. gonna leave a cat behind to either get killed by an alien or explode. You're a fucked up person. Yeah. For me, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten for Alien. Nice. And if, it's what? I don't know what I was gonna say. Never mind. Well, how do you lose the thought in like a nanosecond? I, it wasn't going to make any sense. Okay. It really wasn't. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, uh, yeah, I really think, and, and you brought up Alien, or uh, you brought up Halloween, and yes, Laurie Strode was definitely like a, a strong character. Uh, you know, it was baby stuff. Female <laughs> character, exactly, yes. 78, then 79, you get this. And I think it, it did, this film ushered in what was to be and you, you know what? Because, uh, and I hope people realize and show it the respect and and keep showing it the respect that it deserves for a movie that did did something like this and, you know, salvaged, uh, you know, what could have been a dreary time in the 80s for these kind of films. I really do think that it had some kind of seminal impact on how females were viewed even in slasher films in the 80s. 79 then you get the 80 1980 you start ushering in all the slashers a lot of people write 80 slashers off as like 
oh, well, they just degrade women. They make them get naked, show their tits, and, and be There's like... There's a formula. They're expendable, dumb, whatever. But at the same time... There's characters that survive in those mm-hmm. that fucking go through a few different entries, or, or even like you know what I mean. That are there. There's a thing called the fucking final girl because they are the survivors. Yeah, the guys films. weren't. The guys, most of the guys, didn't survive because they were too worried about getting their pu- dicks puffed off. Puffed so, off. <laughs> so they, puffed horror off. films have some of the most like strong layered female characters but they're so judged in the misogynistic light and they're so like that's by like the and there are people back then like i remember roger ebert's fucking weird fucking half-jawed ass before he was having a half-jawed ass uh dickhead (laughs) uh he would say that this is deplorable like okay well you're you were definitely a pedophile i'm almost positive of it there was no proof at all but i'm almost certain uh Cause you're weird, fucking sweater vest. Creepy. Come on, you were weird, dude. You were fucking weird. Anyway, it was weird. Uh, he yeah, he would trash all the horror movies and slashers. All like this and that and this and that and fucking. It, it was misogynistic towards women. Was it because a woman survived and beat the the antagonist? Well, dummy. What a conclusion that a lot of people draw. Like the characters that have sex are always killed. And they think it's some sort of moral message, and, mm-hmm. and if you're a woman and you're sexually active, you deserve to die, which I don't think was ever... No, they're re- talking about yeah, reading think, past the fucking I don't point. think it was Jesus almost Christ. ever the case, like, you know, this movie's about teenagers out on their own, they're gonna have sex. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna distract them. But saying them that and, is like being like, oh, Cujo's a metaphor for we shouldn't have pets. <laughs> we should domesticate <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's yours roam free. <laughs> Like, I mean, I mean, I think uh, some animals should roam free, but I mean, like, saying, like, oh, dogs should just fuck, there should just be dogs everywhere. And no, people, someone's got to take care of the motherfuckers. They think, like, oh, the movie's trying to say women should stay a virgin because they're the ones that survive. But, like, you know what I noticed is there's not a, that many slasher films where the main character is actually, like, definitely a virgin. Like, Laurie Strode was a virgin when, when that series started. But if you watch a lot of the Friday the 13th, the main character, the final girl, they're usually sexually active. And if yep. they're not, it's never like a plot point that they are a virgin. True. I'm almost wondering, too, if like with a lot of horror movies, the dude's dying off first and there being a final girl, that like it's kind of almost saying, like, okay, yeah, women are alert and have to be alert almost 100% of the time. And the dudes get killed off because you don't have to be. You don't have yeah. to be alert all yeah. the time. Right. You're more relaxed. Exactly. You know, it's always the girl like, did you hear that? Yeah. What that's, was that? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh... I'm not saying there are no sexist horror films. There are, but, but for the most part... Considering... Considering, like, the two... And I'm gonna get political here, because why the fuck not? Um, we already... Yeah, we already fucking... <laughs> we're way past that. Yeah, we're already... Pull we're, the trigger. But... <laughs> To think like it was a liberal view for the slasher films, like oh, like you know, girls can do whatever they want with their body; they can have sex, uh, and you know, and conservatives are like, oh, where am I going here? I don't even know if I can know what I'm trying to say. Uh, so like, <laughs> you said the thought. You said the thought was like, if you have sex, and if a if a girl has sex in a horror movie, she's a whore and she should die is the message being sent. No, I think that's the conclusion that a lot of people who 
uh, criticize horror movies drop. Okay. Well, it, it, at That's least... That's not my opinion. Well, no, no, no. At least, And you say, like, definitely during the time. Yeah. Like, that's how people, like, thought. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> that is... So, that is setting yeah. a narrative that the more conservative view is... Is what? Is... Is that, that that that's how women are? Or is the conservative view, like, they can go have sex? What 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 do you think? I, I don't understand I'm question. fucking... I'm trying to, like, word it. Dude, it's well, all right here. What it, what it sounds like is the conservative viewpoint, if we're talking, like, political, is they take the religious kind of thing where it's like, they're being... they're See, tr- they they're trashing, paying attention. They they're trashing their bodies. They're having premarital killed. sex. They deserve to of die. Of course they're going to fucking die. Yeah. Like, that's the conservative Christian thing, which... It's probably not right, and that's what you were saying. Like, yeah, it's a weird right. mis- whether it's a misnomer or they're getting to their this point. Perception. It's their perception of what the fucking writers that's and directors were, were attempting to maybe do. Exactly. I think Is that weird? Like, yes, okay. yes. I think but, a lot of horror filmmakers had more of a progressive. Exactly. And that's why yeah. So now, strong female characters, and we know George Romero and Wes Craven directors like that. They were always very like. Progressive. Exactly. So that's what I'm getting at to now is back then it was seen as the more liberalistic, uh, progressive view to have females, you know, females being in these films and being final girls and or having sex and dying. Uh, so now that narrative's changed. In 2018, if you did that, the liberals would be pissed off that they are being, that they're showing their tits and they're fucking, you know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? The arc of like how everything's kind of 180 and now it's like the liberals would be pissed off how those films are. Because liber- someone's going to go back and watch fucking uh, Friday the 13th Part 4 and be like, oh, those twins were showing their tits out by the lake. What a bunch of fucking... That's that's what women have to do? Yeah. That's what women have to do? Like, that's what they would... That's a little... Yeah. (laughs) Do? It's my Freddie Mercury vibrato right there. Nice. But, uh... Fucking queen. Yeah. Second. Now now second. It's it's relative. It's relative. Did you guys see that yet? No, we didn't. No. Pretty good. Even though a lot of the stuff is factually inaccurate. Wait, what? Um, What are you talking about? Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Nice. Is she Overlord? No. Okay. Did you see it? Yet? No. That looks fucking that looks sick. insane. Looks anyway, sick. again, I can't wait to see that and see if I can pick up on some alien uh, influence there uh, for more than one reason. Hannah, you're rating one to ten yes. on Alien. I don't know. See, I mean, I think it's a solid movie, so I can give it like a nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. I think the only point would be that it's like I probably before being with you, I wouldn't have like picked up Alien and been like, I want to watch this. Right, right. I mean, I think it's a solid movie. I like it. Every time I watch it, I appreciate it more. Right, right. For sure. So you're doing nine? Xenomorphs are super cool. Yeah, Yeah. Xenomorphs. Perfect fucking... Perfect villain, perfect I think I made a lot of appreciation weirdly after like the Alien versus Predator Mm -hmm. bullshit. Yeah. Well, yes. I gained a little more appreciation just Uh, because they were fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're... And I think... And I like watching you and Derek argue. You know what? I think Alien... We'll get into it. Yeah. So I honestly think... my opinion for... So we've obviously talked about... We kind of didn't go a traditional route of breaking down like, you know, why did they do this? Why did they do that? And this guy died first and then that guy... We didn't run... We're not running with that format. We're running with influence more than anything. With influence and our thoughts and feelings on it and how how it's related, obviously, all the way now up until almost 40 years later. Next year's the 40th anniversary of this film. It's crazy. Um, 
That's insane. And to think, uh, to think now that it's, uh, you know, it doesn't seem, when I was a kid, Predator, I was way bigger Predator fan as a kid. The first Predator was like, the original Predator was like fucking like, it was one of my holy grail movies. One, the Predator looked badass. Two, I, I was and still am like the huge, the biggest, the most huge Arnold fan uh, ever. Like I grew up like adoring that fucking muscle bound fucking lovely man. Uh, no Brian Krause. <laughs> Dude, we gotta have a counter. I want like a, a fucking jar and a thing of pennies so every time I can fucking plop one in there. Um, but yeah. It's but in hindsight now, now that I've been watching these films for so long and now that I'm into my thirties, I like the xenomorph better as far as compared to Alien. As sick as the alien is, the motherfucker's skin, he's like reptilian, but he's fucking camouflaged and he's also wearing some fucking fishnet type shits. Um and he's also like the motherfucker's got like the quarterback fucking like thing on his arm, like the the plant Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that, and I do love Predator, but the as far as like a like you know the quote unquote villain, the Xenomorph is sure. fucking like one of the most beautifully designed creatures in all of cinema. I think ever. I put it right there. The best creature de- developed for film ever. Absolutely. I think my first exposure to like just knowing of the movie Alien was like the great movie ride in Disney because they had like a whole thing where you're like in the ship and you're going around and they have like a big ass fucking xenomorph and they have like a whole like replica of Sigourney Reaver. They did uh, take the ride down though. I think it's done for. Now, why was that in Disney? Because didn't Disney just acquire Fox? I think or 20th well, century Fox. So they were do- it was just a celebration of like movies through oh, the years, like all okay, the classics. Okay. And I think they did like Mary Poppins. They mentioned like Wizard of Oz and like all the classics. No shit. Yeah, now and I they wonder. Had a whole a- alien part too. I wonder if they're gonna if and Disney will incorporate anything like that now that they own Fox. they own 20th century Fox, so they right. own the intellectual property of the Alien f- franchise. That's what I said to him when we were talking about the little girl <laughs> and aliens. Nope. He was like, "We'll get there." <laughs> I was like, "Just wait till Disney buys it, and we get a fucking Han Solo movie about that little girl." Oh <laughs> Where yeah, the new fuck story she came from the, the prequel. No one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got a rating on it. We've talked about the influence of the of the first film. Now we're moving on. I am. I want to say one thing before because I I noticed it for the first time rewatching okay. it for the whatever thousand little thousandth time. Okay, so Ash and Sigourney Weaver, Ash and Ripley are fighting in that room. Yeah. Okay? Did you notice when he grabs the magazine? It's a fucking porno mag because there's all the pictures of the no. naked chicks. Yes. Of fucking. you noticed that. I'm, I'm drawing a conclusion <laughs> that it was. But Do you think that was the Boglins? Do you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I just... I literally like... And, and I'm draw, I don't know for a fact if it was... But based on the fact that there were the the cutouts of the naked chicks on the wall, and you can see them, it was Harry Dean Stanton for sure. <laughs> yeah. th- there was there was literally magazines all over, and he takes a fucking mag, rolls it up, and remember he puts it like on her throat, and he's trying to like choke yeah. her out or whatever. Yeah. You know, cut off the oxygen. That was kind of like an odd like. Uh, you could have done anything. You could have put it up to her throat. Yeah, well, like, I was you're trying making to her shove suffer. it. I can't like, remember. 
You couldn't if pay this me is enough true, money to touch I might be somebody crazy. else's porn. <laughs> oh, in her mouth, too. What a sick fuck. Uh, for a second. I feel like on the featurette, Ridley Scott said <laughs> that he wanted it to be sort of like a sexual assault. Really? But I could be making that up, and if I am, that's kind of weird. Well, but he I went with like the he went with the alternative that. hole for that, though. Oh, he's an android. I mean, well, I mean, I think it would have been a little too heavy-handed if he went he, for yeah, the other if he role. gave her the old Evil Dead treatment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he definitely. That's interesting because if you think about it, the the first time we actually see, I would say, an attempted fucking sexual assaults three. Yeah. Right. Nothing yeah. happened in Aliens. No, no sexual assault. Which is fine. There's pa- there's weird passes. <laughs> I'm so upset about there's it. There's weird shit exchanges. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vasquez and, you know, and, uh, you yeah. know, like, or not, you get what I'm saying. There's yeah. weird shit exchange, but nothing really, like, until you get the fucking pitch black fucking, right. or, you know, the Vin Diesel shit in the, with all the bald monk shit starting oh, to yeah. fucking rape her in the thing. Anyway... I'm sorry to interrupt. I no, just no, I, I noticed that and I had I'm to say glad something. You, I'm glad that was brought up because I thought about that rewatching it for the uh, yeah uh, th- uh, th- rewatching it the other night. I was just like, that's such an odd like thing. Like, who was like, roll that penthouse up, shove it in her mouth. That'll be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll choke her on her own yeah. smut. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought that was so interesting. Like. Uh, I thought it was good. So, yeah, moving on to aliens. End up going to Albany and I can't make it for whatever reason because of work. I will just we'll call ma- in. We'll make it work. Yeah, we'll, we'll make, make it work. work. We'll make it work. All I have to do is call and say I had a seizure. I'm going to start running with the seizure fucking the seizure call out. Anyway, aliens. Aliens. Here we are. Now, I've been very... I've literally went out of my way to not ask you your opinion on James Cameron or anything like that because I think we we buffed on it a little bit and I was just like I want to wait for the yeah we brushed up, we brushed elbows yeah, a little bit yeah a little bit. And I was just like I want to wait to hear your Are take yeah oh, yeah oh, okay. I was yeah. about to ask I you. did rate that. <laughs> how did you do it well I just hit it as I, soon as <laughs> yeah I did not see that. yeah <laughs> stealth smooth um that's what Bridget says uh <laughs> <laughs> hi oh um I had gathered my thoughts there for a second. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? Aliens. James. Oh no, we were, James talking, Cameron, we were talking about the. You, we kind of brought it up, but didn't really get into it. Wanted now to... I now this one has. I mean, it's kind of overshadowed by three, which you'll hear three and four as we just discussed. Three and four will be done at a later date, so you're getting one and two. Alien, aliens, the plural, uh, today because BT is fucking really eating turkey. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Um, James Cameron. Now I am a huge James Cameron fan. Huge. So it's it's gonna be interesting to hear because honestly, a lot of people are, and there aren't. I I don't think in our group of uh, losers that have no life and watch fucking movies and don't have anything going on outside their fucking lives besides movies and music and pop culture and shit like that. I think everyone is... You're a James Cameron fan, are you not? I like his movies. You like his that movies? I've seen, yeah. You don't like him as a person? I don't know him as a person. Okay, I was just... I thought you were well, drawing I'm, some kind of pre <laughs> preconceived notion of, like, fuck that cocksucker. I know... Didn't he say, like... Didn't he talk shit about um, shooting on film? 
and Did you get that on film? Something like that. I don't know. Well, hold on. James Cameron's 1986 Aliens. Seven years after that, after Alien, um, so that's kind of a significant time gap as well. But they were writing uh, in 84, and they were going to, it was going to be done a few uh, year, year and a half before, but he was doing Terminator, and they were so committed to having Cameron do it that they put it on hold and said, go finish Terminator. When you're all done with that and the cuff huff of, of all that shit is done, welcome aboard. So, obviously they wanted Cameron, and this is before Cameron's breakout role. Or breakout, you know, film. But he had done Piranha too. so... Uh, <laughs> what a masterpiece, like... Well, I, I was curious about the... And, and honestly, this is th- this is not a dig against James Cameron, but like when I saw the gap, 1979 to 1986, in my mind I was thinking, well, I know that James Cameron is big big production guy. A lot of stuff, a lot of detail, in intense sets, all this stuff, just yeah. like we saw in Aliens, like the finished product. But I literally thought it might have had something to do with like filming and how long it took to build things. But if you said they were writing in 84 and they had to wait until he was finished up and then they the the product was delivered in 86. Everything with James Cameron takes way too long. Yeah. yeah. See fucking just Avatar. Three, you just, know, three, just like... three decades for fucking the Avatar. That's movie. what I'm saying, dude. So it's, it's been like... ten years since the first Avatar film, almost, and we're fucking still waiting for the second one. But he's got seven of them planned. I can kind of tell you. I've never seen Avatar. I can, really? I haven't either. What? I've seen bits and pieces of it. But no, I can tell you how he feels about James Cameron. He stuck the abyss in the VHS. Don't wait. Or the VCR. The VHS. A few, I don't know, maybe like a month, two months ago. No, it was it was closer to Christmas. Whatever. So I was in the bathroom getting ready for bed, and I just hear him, and it's just like the movie going on and on, and then he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's still on. Dude, after like, when, when, when the, actually going into the abyss, and then it's like, all right, something's gonna oh. happen. The movie's gonna be over. It's like another half hour. Yeah. So. Oh my god! It's like every time it changed scene, he's like, "Oh." I've never fuck. seen the Abyss. Either. Really? It's like it, my it, mom's favorite. It, and movie. that's that's not it. Like the concept, the actors that were tapped for the movie was great. The dialogue was not terrible. It was it was well written. I just think it was for me the execution of it. Just seemed very long winded. Well, yeah, why do I gotta sit here and watch this woman stare out a window for 30 seconds? <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ! Yes, you're underwater! Like, that one, that one in and of itself, that movie had a lot of fucking shit going on well, for the production of that film. But that, uh, I mean, we could talk about that yeah. one for fucking uh, a year. But Well, and, and not only that, but the shit that actually happens in the movies, again, I understand there is a lot going on, but it's just. What happens in the beginning to what the, the finished product is, it's like, I just felt like after the two-hour mark or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, you turned it off. You didn't even finish no, it? No, I did finish it. Didn't you finish it like the next day? I might have finished it the next day. <laughs> no, I, no I, I definitely finished that night. I did you not turn it off. You came to bed at like two. Yeah, because it took me fucking two and a half hours, two hours and 45 minutes to watch a whole goddamn movie. So, 86. So, yeah, sorry to, to digress. No, no, into no, no, no. You're so, good. 1986, Aliens... I got Thanksgiving dinner. I'm trying to, you know, keep it. <laughs> so... I don't want to... Okay. Well, you don't have to what? I don't want to leave for at least an hour, so... Okay. Well, geez, you made me feel like I was rushing. I was just the turkey's like, already done. Yeah. Cranberry sauce is coagulating. <laughs> and I gotta go. Yeah, plenty of time. Perfect. 
So, uh, something I think is interesting about Aliens is now they could have re- just redone what they did with Alien. The formula, the slow burn, quote unquote, uh, you know, uh, space isolation in space, no one can hear you scream. No, this time it's war, is the tagline. And uh, this is definitely after the boom, I think, of Terminator. And you gotta think, Terminator eighty four, fucking that. What the fuck's the one? Uh, what Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris Delta film from eighty five. Was that the one? Whatever one was eighty five. Commando eighty five. So there was a lot of or, or uh, action movies coming in. Now this franchise is so interesting because it weaves in and out of genres so uh, delicately. So this one. Very action-esque. Cast, I'll say it right here. Best cast in any of the the uh, the films. Talking about an A-list fucking cast. Fucking Lance Hendrickson. Showing up. Uh, fucking awesome. about 750 wrinkles prior. <laughs> he didn't have all his fucking rinks yeah. then. Rinks. So, Sigourn Dog, obviously. She's back. <laughs> fucking yeah. rocking that short curly hair. Mm, daddy-like. Fucking, <laughs> fucking the man, Bill Paxton. Fuck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Rip in peace. Fucking Jeanette Goldstein doing brown face as Vasquez. <laughs> Jew girl fucking doing, yeah, doing have, brown face. I have stuff to say about that. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, here no. we go. Should so, I say it now? We'll wait. Or, we'll okay. get there. We'll okay. get there. Uh, Michael motherfucking Bean. And not Bean like Mr. Bean, like <laughs> not, <laughs> not Mr. B E A N, not B E N E, like the Oakland A's Bean. Isn't that Billy Bean? Isn't that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but Bean, B E I H N, isn't that how it is? Yeah. I just wanted to clarify that. You didn't spell anyone else's last name, though. No, but I know when some people... When I when someone says a, a last name, I think about how it's spelled, and then I have a completely different idea of how that person is if it's spelled differently. I was like, okay, he's not like Rowan Atkinson. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't bring in, like, Sean Bean. Thir- but I think that Sean Bean is spelled... It's B- he's B-E-E-N, right? Too many beans. I think yeah. he's... <laughs> be- seen bean. S-E-A-N. Can we just do a... I think like a is. green bean? I say we do a new yeah. podcast called Too Many Beans. And we just... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was Seven pronounced degrees bean of beans for the longest time. Are you talking Sean, Sean Bean? Or uh, no. you're talking... Michael Michael Bean. Michael Bean. I thought it was like Bean or... I, I didn't know how to pronounce Michael it. Michael Bean. Mother trucker. Anyway, so obviously a lot of this cast is lifted from... Dude, you forgot Terminator. Fucking, you forgot one integral fucking person in this film to name off, to rattle off. Paul fucking Reiser, dude. Oh, you Paul for, fucking Reiser. forgot Paul Reiser, who I have some shit to say about, motherfucker. Oh, bye bye, love. <laughs> There's also. Well, actually, their characters aren't that important by the end. But Al Matthews, who passed yeah. away this year, and yep. he's, he's great in the kind of a small role. And. Rico Ross, who I I just like his face. Okay, you like Rico Ross's face. Perfect. So, uh, obviously, this Perfect. cast, a lot of this cast, he had lifted from 
Terminator. Bill Paxton, obviously, small role. Michael Bean, obviously. Kyle, motherfucking Reese. Mm-hmm. Up in this bitch, 86, BT. This is a fucking... Now this, for the longest time... Now I want to... <laughs> that was directed. <laughs> it was like directed. Like... Yeah. So I gotta say, when I was re-watching Alien Monday night, I was re-watching it and I was just like, fuck, I think I... I think I like Alien more than Aliens. I was watching it and I was just like... I saw this the is poll. The first... I saw the poll you did. And I did I vote. Like, <laughs> I was like... I was like, this is... I go, this is kind of a revelation. I go, I've always been an Aliens over Alien fan. And I was just like, watching Alien, I was just like, I think I like Alien more than Aliens. It was the first time. I was just like, I think I like it more than Aliens. And I was just like, it, it is. And then it finished, and I was just like, yeah, I think Inner I do. Conflict. So then, <laughs> I watched, I pop in Alien, Aliens. Pop in Aliens, watching it. Bridget's making snide comments because this is my go-to alien film all the time, and she's like, she's I like, I fucking seen this one, <laughs> and she's just, I was like, yeah, but you didn't pay attention, and she's just like, what is there to pay attention to? She's like, <laughs> she's like, she's like, the acting is terrible in this. She freaking, I was like, this is a star-studded cast, <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, so, and I'm sitting there, I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching, I finish it, I'm sitting there, I was just like. I thought I liked Alien more. I like Aliens more. Aliens is still my favorite. It is. It, it is. is. But okay. there was that moment where I was like, fuck, Alien's a better film. I was like, Alien's a better film. And I think in some area of my brain, there is a part of me that is just kind of like caressed a little more. That's with the thumb, like on the tip of the... <laughs> is kind of it serves my brain a little bit more because it's so creepy because it's so isolated that the space thing makes me feel weird inside but good (laughs) but the like the cock of my soul loves the action and the adrenaline and the the gloves are off for Sigourney for Ripley Ripley's like motherfucker Fuck you, motherfucker. I know, fucking Burke, you got the same hair as me right now. I don't have the Brian May rocking right now. Trimmed it down a little bit. But she's like, cocksucker, these fuckers are out there. And you're fucking, what the fuck's going on? So obviously, this is the first time, I mean, obviously you saw with Ash the Android, you're like, this motherfucker went rogue. And then they talk about it in Aliens, obviously, when Bishop, after Bishop's doing the fight. Or behavioral inhibitors yeah. prevent us, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hendrickson just fucking kills it. Also. He's, all, he's my he's my favorite. Not to get not to get ahead of myself or whatever, but get ahead of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Bishop was my favorite character in this film. Oh. Just for me. I was just like, every time he was on, which surprisingly sometimes was a little less screen time, obviously, you know. Most of the time being saved for fucking the actual Marines and fucking Sigourney Weaver, but still like Bishop kick ass. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it's and it was it was obviously this the scene was after the little five knuckle shuffle, which actually they talked about with everybody talked about it except they didn't tell Bill Paxson that it because oh. initially it was going to be Bishop just doing his hand. And they talked about, like, oh, you're going to do that with your hand. Do the knife in between each finger really fast. And you're a fucking android, so it's perfect. They didn't tell him until right before they did the scene. Well, actually, he's going to place his hand over your hand, Bill. 
And he's like, oh, game over, man. Like, also, Bill Paxton, it's a fucking shame. He went in for, like, kind of like a, uh, a somewhat risky but standard surgery and didn't make it out of the surgery. Uh, it was fucking a shame that he fucking died. And I listened to him on a podcast with this guy named Dean Del Rey, who was a comedian. And he was just, like, super fucking nice with this comedian. Like, just seemed like a genuinely good dude. Like, one of the fucking good dudes that came out that was an actor. A fucking well-known actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the most recognizable faces in all Hollywood, if you ask me. Like, even people that, if you don't know his name, more than likely you know his fucking name. Uh, but even if you don't know his name, you're like, hey, it's fucking him. But he even surpassed that, though, because I feel like everyone knows. When you say Bill Paxton... I feel like you walk into a huge room and a lot of people know that. So there's so, just a disconnect between the face and the name, and it's yes. the kind of thing where it's like, oh, who? And Why it's do like, people oh, do something else? So is. for the longest time, like when I was younger, like what younger? You know, when I was in my teens and like you know, yeah, I'm super into movies now. Like I was into movies before, but now I'm 12, 13, like movies. Anyway, Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, confused uh. <laughs> constantly, dude. I and it's funny because I, I would have conversations with people too, and it'd be like. Wait, which one are we talking about? It's like, are we talking Independence Day or are we talking Twister? Twister, yeah. Both 1996, I believe. Exactly. Anyway, n- n- I digress. Bill Pax and Bill Pullman, I definitely have had confusion when I was younger. However, the more films that I watch, it's like, okay, now this is, you know, Bill Pax and super recognizable, like, character. Right. Like, I know exactly who he is. So, um, it's. So, so back to the android. Obviously, you could see, but that was immediately. You really don't know whether to trust Will and Utani Corp yeah. or not. I, I, I obviously now we've seen them a million times, so we know they're not to be trusted. But at the same time, it's like if you're just seeing aliens, you saw alien. Now you're seeing aliens. Obviously, the skeptic in you is like, don't trust these fuckers. Um. But it's easy to see that there's something going on, and Burke's just a slimy, snaky cock. Fucking scumbag. He really is. Scumbag. I didn't even like him before it was revealed. He looks like the psychiatrist that lies to the mother. Like, the kid's, (laughs) like, the kid's, like, saying fucked up shit, and the psychiatrist is, like, or not saying fucked up shit. He's just, like, a normal kid. He's, like, I think he's got some real issues, and mm, we need to dive into him is what we need to do. And he just keeps, the mother keeps going back and, and shelling out money to fucking, to the psychiatrist. But the kid's just, like, I like fucking army men. Like, like. <laughs> uh, Dude, the scene that, that did it for me, because, like, I didn't like him the entire fucking movie. But, like, the one scene when Sigourney Weaver goes to take a fucking nap with Newt. And she oh, wakes yeah. up, and you see him in the other room, and he turns off the little fucking display camera. I'm like, that fucking scumbag. Like, I, I don't even want to look at his weird head and his creepy eyes, strange teeth. And how about the fucking, like, suit in the beginning? Oh, yeah. It's got the straight-up fucking, like, collar. Yeah. It bothers me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. But anyway. So the, the beginning of the film obviously opens. Uh, they stumbled upon her. They explain, you know, it's a fucking miracle that we even found your fucking Brian Mayhair having ass. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, you're lucky to be alive. Fucking, you know. Oh, is this when she's in the hospital? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah at the beginning when the, she's, what, what, do they give her like a little eval, right? To Well, she wakes up and then basically. The, the dream sequence yes. of having the Wait, ch- chest burst. Yeah, dream. Yes. Okay, something I commented on because like she's, she starts convulsing having no fucking control of your, her body and the dude is just like, 
Here, have a glass of water. Yeah, He's yeah. handing Paul, her a glass Paul of water. Paul Reiser, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Meanwhile, she's Fucking like, Bobby Boucher. Here, have some water. <laughs> it was a dream. Yeah. It was. But, um... But yeah, it's so obviously, and, and, and Bishop obviously trying to alleviate some worry from uh, Ripley's mind, saying, "Oh, you know, our intellectual inhibitor or whatever is couldn't would never allow that now." Uh, the first models were always a little twitchy. Like I don't know, he just like kills it. Like That's he's awesome. fucking hilarious. Um, and I love like her reaction when she's just like she fucking gives him the old like outsiders like coke slap. Get the fuck out of here! He's like. Fuck, stay away from me, Bishop. You hear me? And he just kind of doesn't say anything. He's like, well, all right, then. Like, he just kind of walks away. <laughs> um, but obviously, like, it immediately, and I love, and that he didn't shoot, Cameron didn't shoot it in sequence. He shot that scene in the cafeteria, quote unquote, at the end because he wanted the development of friendships and, you know, the camaraderie or whatever, which clearly shows because oh, everyone's yeah. so, like, like fun and like it's it, you could tell they have like a cool rapport with everyone even brownface uh <laughs> which let's talk about it bt i know you being fucking having your liberal dick uh oh. you want to talk about this i was just gonna say i wasn't gonna like go in on the movie because it was a different time and people weren't like constantly calling out hey cultural appropriation the only thing I think... <laughs> I never thought, and I hate to interrupt you because I uh-huh. know how much you hate it, but I never thought cultural appropriation, is that what you just said? Yeah. Would you've ever be of, uttered on this podcast. You've heard of that, right? Um, <laughs> oh. No, that's also not how I meant to make it sound. You've but, heard of that, right? <laughs> well, he sounded so surprised. All right. Coxman, you heard of that, right? I'm pretty sure she was written as a Hispanic character. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. And Jeanette Goldstein, who is a great actress. Is it that offensive, though? Because she is a Jew. At least she's some kind of, like, uh... Minority? Minority. Are Jews minorities, though? There's a lot. Yeah, I was just going to say, it seems like an inappropriate... Not inappropriate, but... It'd be worse if she was just a full-blown fucking Anglo-Saxon fucking white law Presbyterian church-going bitch. <laughs> I was just going to say it's a weird choice. I get that she was written as a Hispanic character and they thought she was a great actress to have in the role. For, She's great. She was so, like, you know, physically perfect for the role. And Is that you diving into the heterosexual world there? No. No, okay. Well, you said she was physically perfect. Well, she looks like a woman in you the movie. You just military. called her a fucking specimen. Marine. She Calm doesn't look like a Marine. Calm down. So all I'm saying is... Yes, at the time, it was a different time, so they're like, oh, she can still play a Hispanic character because she's a very talented actress. We'll just slap some makeup on her, and I f- I f- she can spend some time with Hispanics. Yeah. And- <laughs> they just threw her in the hood, we'll, like, oh, hang out with the Cholos. We'll, we'll, we'll write adios <laughs> yeah. you're fucking done. Or what, was it adios? It was something else that, that uh... What the fuck was it? Hold on. Are I, you sure it I wasn't have, adios? No, it was something, and it While was... While you're figuring it out. Like, I just, um, I don't get why it was so important to have the character be Hispanic that they had to color her. But I think maybe at the time their viewpoint was maybe that they were being... They were giving credit. They were giving, like, representation to Hispanic women. Uh, Because, you know, I don't know how people thought in 1986. That's true. So... Can I ask my dad? Might not like the answer... 
I think it, so he graduated did. in 1986. <laughs> so he was a senior then. Yeah. When this movie came out. But now, I think despite all that, she's very good in the role. It's just a weird choice. Okay. Well, a part of me, and I, and I'm gonna get off into the the weirdness here because the the a part of me talks. You know, I try to speak intelligently about film because I got a lot to say. But then you got to remember, a part of me is the action loving coxman. So when I was a kid, how many times have you said coxman? Dude, like seven or eight now. <laughs> coxman, Brian Krause, these are all integral plot pointed words, yeah. fucking throughout this whole podcast. So anyway, it's like a word search. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the Where's Waldo. You scroll through <laughs> on fucking iTunes to try to find it. Um, but anyway, as a kid, I think that's... I, no, it definitely wasn't. I want to say it was when I saw Sigourney and Alien 3 with a shaved head. I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this. Do I like her? She's got a shaved head. I've never seen a woman with a shaved head before. It's kind of hot. Like never? Well, well, when I was five, oh, okay. living on Lewis Point Road, you don't fucking see <laughs> much. Like, everyone's got Brian May hair on Lewis Point Road <laughs> in 93. Man, woman, dog, yeah. cow, <laughs> yeah. fucking. So I'm like, do I like the short hair on women? And that might be this deep-seated, androgynous, androgynous look that I like in women. Sometimes. Bridget doesn't listen to this podcast. She'd be like, what the fuck sick shit are you on? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what the fuck? You like androgynous? Um, But anyway, but yeah, like Vasquez, like then, I don't think I I like paid much attention, but now I'm like, hmm, it's a Jewish woman, brown facing, wearing a bandana with some like curly fucking toned down Paul Reiser hair. Do I think she's attractive? She's a little bit of a badass. I kind of like that. Did you notice the one guy, the blonde hair, that she fucking, like, does the fucking... Yeah, that's her boy. Do you know who he is, right? He was in Shawshank as the fucking guy that tries raping Tim Robbins. I haven't seen that I yet. still haven't seen Shawshank. You haven't seen Shawshank? We had this... We talked about this when we watched this. Oh, fuck. It was so hyped up in, in high school, and I was, like, yeah. so into King, and I was like... Because I got fucking people like Travis Ward being like, dude, you got to see it. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm going to wait. Like... <laughs> You got you got to watch that we one. Still That's a good. You got to think. Halloween. I know, dude. We still I mean, not the fucking the new one. The new one, yeah. But with, just seen. to just to tie up the fucking Shawshank thing, I just fucking read the short story Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption fucking like last year. Oh, or, really? or this within this past year. Oh, okay, awesome. And I know I have to see it. So when I get there, I will literally text you like a pic. I'll pause the screen and I'll take like a fucking <laughs> selfie of me being like, "It's the dude from Alien." <laughs> anyway, um. But yeah, I'll get you off You haven't on seen my... it either? No. Really? No, I haven't. Let's just all watch it together at some point. Yeah, we might have to. I, I want to watch it by myself. What the fuck? No, I just don't want... If I'm going to watch a movie what like that, fuck? I don't want any distractions. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I said that last week when we were trying to watch fucking... Of course, I'm trying to be all in on Pet Cemetery. You're like, you're all right? Yeah, all right. We're watching Pet Cemetery too. Well, I'm not gonna come I, over. Well, I was like trying to I was watch like, a movie we've seen a hundred times and not be able to talk. Well, it's like that's weird. I realize that like I have trouble like that's weird. We used to do that all the time though. We would throw movies on and we talk through the whole fucking thing because we'd seen it a million times. But for some reason on that yeah, night, Halloween like that night, I was like, I just kind of want to watch this and I don't want to have anybody talk. But he kept like talking and we were having conversations and I was like. I'm not gonna fucking be able to watch this. I'm just gonna keep talking. 
But I was fine with it because you're my brother and I love you. Well, like we're watching a movie we've already seen. We can... I know that's why it's <laughs> so <laughs> ludicrous. And I was like, and we were talking the about out? the movie too, so it's not even like I was trying to distract you from the movie. I know, but then like when all was said and done, and we even talked through Trick or Treat too, and that was like that's one movie on Halloween. I close my night with Trick or Treat now because it's that like iconic and instant classic for me now, even only being 11 years old. So when I watch it on Halloween night, I like closing my Halloween night out with that. I watch it. Pretty much in silence because Bridget doesn't pay attention because she's already seen it once. And Bridget doesn't like watching a movie multiple times. Only Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, she can watch that one. <laughs> she can be that the same way with certain yeah. movies. Certain movies. What? That I don't want to watch it again? More than one time kind of thing. Well, Like she doesn't want to watch fucking... She doesn't want to watch like Transfers 2. No. Well, like, <laughs> well, like I'll do that. I'll throw on like... Like Pet Cemetery, Bridget's probably had to sit and watch. Like Lost Boys, I've played I Lost like, Boys yeah, like a million times, but she's like, she's like, and I was just like, are you gonna watch <laughs> this with me? And she's just like, we watched it like three months ago. Doesn't and I was matter. just like, and I was like, yeah, but I always watch it around this time of the year. She's like, it's January. She's like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? And I was just like, that's just a time frame where I like to pull it out. I pull it out in July. Loops back around. Yeah. July, October, yeah. January, yeah. and by the time January, fucking March, April rolls around, and then it's April, July, fucking. That's what I'll I'll say to her too. I'll be like, I'll be like, I always watch it around this time of the year. She's like, you watch certain movies in certain months. And I was like, yeah, kinda. And then she's just like, that's so weird. It's not that weird. And I was just like, it's nostalgia for like your younger personality. Like I watch, I remember watching Cobra when school started, like my junior year. I watched it in like September. So I like to watch Cobra in September. Is that weird? <laughs> no, like, it's not weird. I mean, it's just like not weird. It's kind of like a weird. It's or it's like a unusual. Do you do that? Yeah. What do you do? Well, I stick to the holidays for certain movies. I watch Halloween movies around Halloween, Christmas movies around summer Christmas. camp slashers in summer. Sometimes. I usually I usually don't watch as many camp slashers as you think I would. You sold over out. The summer. Huh? You're over it. I haven't seen The Burning in like 10 years. What the fuck? Or no, I have the Blu-ray. I, yeah, I've watched it. Don't be that way. Um, don't be that way. <laughs> yeah, what the Calm down. But anyway, we were watching Trick or Treat. We're getting out from the weeds here, but it's... We'll, we'll, reel, we'll reel it back in. We'll, we'll reel it back in. Um, So obviously, the rapport with everybody on the, on the, the ship... And I know fucking some people will like listen to this and be like, it's called the fucking U five four seven fuck stick. Like it's not called the ship. But, the ship. But listen, we're can we say we're like we're pretty big fans, but we aren't like fucking. We don't know what the four digits that were on fucking Sigourney's asshole when she bent over in the first one because she was like a fucking Holocaust survivor, so she had it on her ass or something, you know. Like, there isn't the crazy fucking weird conspiracy things like that going on. And we aren't so taken out of it with the scientific nuances of having to describe every scene. We're just fans. <laughs> yes, we're, we're just fans. Okay. Can you just do that randomly now? Somewhere later in the podcast, just do the whole, like, you know, say something, but make sure you touch his fucking... We're fans. We're fans. But anyway. Why is it just me? What? You do it to Lou too. You could reach out. <laughs> reach out. Make sure to reach out. Reach out and touch faith. So, but, so what is your guys' opinion on James Cameron's 
James, do you ever have sex with James Cameron? Oh, nice, nice. James Cameron's direction with the sequel to such an iconic film that came out in 1979. We're in the dead center of the 80s, though. It's all over the top action. Yeah, the heater just kicked on. <laughs> the fucking ghost is fucking yeah. just going it. Um. So what is now? Where do you stand with Cameron? I want a fucking and you too. Yeah, you can, I kind of know your deal with him. You like him, but you don't love him. Um. I gotta hear your hot take on James Cameron. All right, here's my hot take on James Cameron. I've already heard this. Okay. <laughs> all right, so, so from Albany to Syracuse every time. So, so I understand. I understand what James Cameron, his visions for films. Right, I can attempt to understand like how he wants to direct things, his execution, his, like I said, his fucking finished product, his vision. He figures out something at the very beginning. Works with fucking writers, whatever. This is what I want it to be. Big budget production, yep. crazy effects. I want everything to be beautiful, immaculate. Mm-hmm. However, with certain films, and and I'm not using, uh, you know, the length of any one thing for. You know, I'm not like just looking at the abyss. I'm not l- just looking at fucking Titanic or whatever as like a, a case study. But it's just like the length of films and what they're trying to attempt to to get across to the audience and how much time they take up. And this is coming from the dude that reads, like, you know, fucking 5,000-page Stephen King series. It's right. Like, with films, sometimes, for the most part, it's like, I want to keep it within a certain range. I'll sit down, I'll put in the time, whatever. But James Cameron, I feel like for whatever reason, he is, for me, in the in the, uh, in the the action-type realm. I don't want to I, – I do not put him on the same bar as, like, Michael Bay – because Michael Bay obviously has different qualities about him that I don't like. But with, with James Cameron, I just saw a departure using Aliens as an example. I saw a departure from what I originally loved about the first one. The claustrophobia, the, the paranoia, the, the fucking not understanding what the fuck we're fighting against to now we're seeing a film where things have progressed, we've moved ahead, and we're now this is an action film. Big cock military film. We're going after these fucking aliens. Right. And there are certain things, and having rewatched it again because we watched it the other night, there are certain things I picked up watching this film that I liked, and there are certain things that I do not like. But I found more appreciations having rewatched it again. Right. Again, the the shit that sticks out to me is still still nags, but there are certain things I was like, okay, that actually is kind of fucking cool. Yeah. I was kind of in and out of the kitchen while he was rewatching this. Yeah. So I would go in, just like sit on the like the arm of the couch and just kind of sit. I'd talk shit for about eight minutes, and I'd get back up. I'd come back about 15 oh, we, minutes later. We gotta do a commentary <laughs> then with you and Bridget, because that's that's Bridget shit. She's like, what the fuck's happening now? Like, what is even happening? Like, now they're like, why are they all like... She called out Sigourney's acting in Aliens, too. Which is funny, because she was nominated uh, for an Academy Award, and it was the first ever for an actress in a role in an action film. That's crazy. Factoid. So, to get back to the James Cameron thing... He's got more to say. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the, only, the only thing... The, the realistically, what it boils down to is... There are certain people that... Or there are certain directors, especially, that not necessarily will bite off more that they can chew because he has had examples where he has delivered. 100%. But when I saw something, because I, I was so in love with the original film, to steer it in that direction, again, super fun... 
The movie is, is visually fucking insane. Yeah. But it was, it just drew away from what I love so much about the original and turned it into more of a, or attempted to, to adopt kind of the industry standard of certain elements of action and war and stuff like that, which I do like war movies. I'm, I'm not fucking whatever. I grew up watching fucking John Wayne films and moved into like everything else throughout this fucking, right. uh, we were talking about Delta Force or we mentioned Delta Force earlier, you know, action films and stuff. Anyway... I just, I, I, it kind of hurt, like, it took a little out of me when I watched it for the first time. Yeah. And again, there I was. I fell asleep. Immediately. <laughs> so, what, what, what are your thoughts? Sorry to drag that fucking out about James Cameron. I was just like. Well, James Cameron drags everything out, so. <laughs> it's a fair That's true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not everything, not everything, but. So, what's your take on Cameron's vision and the way he spearheaded the franchise in the seven-year gap to Aliens. I've always been a big fan of Aliens. I've never liked it as much as the original Alien. But, oh my God, my mind's going blank right now. (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah. I think it's because you're staring at me like that. Can you stop being weird? (laughs) So, James Cameron, I think he's a great director. I'm a big fan of the Terminator and Terminator 2. And true lies. And I always cry when I watch Titanic, guys. But anyway, aliens. 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 I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, the characters are great, the acting's great. James Cameron's vision, though. I think that when you make a sequel, it'd be cool if you, you know, took it in a different direction and and that's what they did okay and i've never been as big of a fan as you know big action movies as i am of the particular kind of horror film that alien is so but what i admire about the alien franchise is that each sequel has a different vision that's distinct from the one before it so it's never the same movie over again and i think he did take a lot of what worked so great about the original um you know Ripley obviously cause I don't think it was even necessary well no that was gonna come out wrong I think a different director might not have even brought her back like true at but least I think in, at that, in that big of a role I think at that point though that, that role was so beloved mm-hmm. for her there was no way you couldn't could not bring her and it wasn't back. just that they brought her back. They, like, added so much more to her. They gave her more of a backstory than she had before. Well, I think there was a little bit of a trust uh, thing there, too, that helped yeah. the film. Because she gave, when they got the, when she got the script, she made some notes about how she feels Ripley should react to certain things. Mm-hmm. Not changing anything or being like, no, this has got to be changed. But she had significant buy-in with the character to be like, this is how I think she would react. And that came even more into play during the third one, yeah. where it was mm-hmm. actually like creative yeah. fucking influence. That and- is, for her in this franchise, that is her pinnacle. I think that is yeah. the Ripley that is the, like, is at her... Aliens? No, uh, Alien 3. 3. Like, yeah. I think she reaches her, like, her climactic, like what those events of the first two have brought her to and have put her into there and she just keeps i feel like every time she turns around mentally she's i mean physically of course too but mentally it's just taken such a romp 
that like she is the most badass and the most like hardened by consequence kind of um but it's her arc is so interesting and i like not thinking about don't get me wrong i love i love alien resurrection but i like thinking of three being the end for her well, I mean... But it is, when, it is, because obviously it's a genetic... Uh, uh, Android Megalomation Yeah, of, it doesn't even feel like the same character. No, no, because it's right. not. I mean, it's not. It's her DNA mixed with a fucking... Xenomorph. With Xenomorph, queen, right? yeah. With the yeah, queen, yeah. The queen, yeah. Um, so, you know, but you can forget that, especially as a kid. 1997, I rented the fucking thing in 1998. I remember being fucking ecstatic. I remember Vinny, which is funny, my uncle, uh, me, and Satch... Fucking, we're like, oh, fucking new Alien film. And Alien 3 was fucking huge because the movie came out in 92. It was released on VHS in 1993. I remember distinctly going to motherfucking uh, Sight and Sound video, which was where Sandy's Flower Shop is in Canastota. I don't even know if Sandy's Flower Shop is still there. I think it is, dude. Yeah. I'm actually pretty sure it still sits. That was Sight and Sound video. I remember going there and seeing a huge fucking display for... Alien 3 to rent it. And I remember renting it. I remember it fucking vividly because that fucking art... I mean, we're talking about Alien 3 now, but I mean... Uh, yeah, are we done with Alien? No, no, we're not at all, but... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, that art was so... Well, actually, you know what? I'll fucking save that. We'll fucking bottle that up yeah, and let's... fucking throw it back out in the ocean for fucking Sting to find message in a fucking bottle. Well, that's like the kind of same thing I was saying earlier when it's like my first exposure to Alien was like being on that ride and, like, looking right. over, and this huge fucking xenomorph was right there, and it that had, like, intense. its little yeah. mouth out, yeah, yeah. like, right in Sigourney Weaver's face, and I'm, like, five. Yeah. I'm, like, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> am I seeing? Yeah, it's fucking, it's crazy, but Aliens, yes. Despite the fact that it has a totally different feel and vision, like, he but I think brought you back had the to. amazing set design yes. that was still there. I don't yeah. think it was, like, used as um, effectively, it, like, it. I never really felt creeped it, out watching Aliens. Right, right, because it's not, it's not meant to creep you out, there's no isolation factor in there, because they're fucking wandering around. I feel like there were moments of the isolation Especially yeah. when they're ho- they're held up in the fucking like control oh, yeah, tower yeah. and they set up the fucking and and that was that was one thing too that I I recognized again like rewatching and rewatching whatever it's like the tech in it is fucking awesome like I loved everything about like the ships the drop ships the fucking yeah. the little vehicle thing that they the the weaponry like everything is so fucking like intricately designed it's awesome like I right. love that about that. Because it does, it has the look and feel of like a, a fucking war film, an action movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, do we figure out what's on Vasquez's gun? I read it on IMDb. It said something like... Uh, was it adios? It said something about lives... Uh, oh, it was... Uh, it was one phrase. It says something, but it translates roughly to like uh, Fortune Favors the Bold. On her gun? I believe so. Or on her armor, maybe? Oh, I was just looking at. I was thinking the gun. Oh, maybe was like, it was her. Maybe it was her armor that said that. That maybe it did say adios on her gun. Which would be weirdly stereotypical. Did you like, watch the DVD or the Blu-ray? Well, they got to make only sure own the, the audience DVD. knows. Well, it's funny because I have the Blu-ray and I didn't notice that. So I don't know if they. Oh, Cameron had to have a fucking authorization of cleaning that fucker up. <laughs> but, um, but what the fuck was I gonna say? 
Aliens. What was I going to say? Fuck. BT, what are you looking up? I'm looking up her gun. It does say adios. Perfect. There we go. I don't know why I'm pointing at the ceiling. Yeah. Fucking. So fucking relax, Jesse. Um, oh, um, something I, I, I knew that Remar, James Remar, yes, was in as Michael Bean's character. Really? Yes, he was originally cast. They started principal, principal photography. So footage was being shot with Remar. And guess what? Remar appears in the fucking film as uh, Corporal Hicks. When they're fucking like walking and his back's like to him and he only sees the armor, that is fucking. It's, I can't remember what scene it was, but that's James Remar. They fucking got rid of him. Um, Why? Well, Budget or something? No, no, because he wasn't like. Uh, it was mid 80s. He, he, he later came out and said he had a drug problem. They said there was some. Jesus Christ. Originally, they said that there was like a conflict between him and Cameron, but there wasn't. That was just kind of what they said to kind of cover it up. But he actually was having a drug issue. He announced it, that he was, like, really messed up on, like, had a drug addiction. That's why he got rid of him. And, of course, Cameron went to high school, was good friends with Michael Bean, brought him in. Obviously, he was Kyle Reese, legendary role in The Terminator. Um, but there is that scene where it's his back, but it's this, they're wearing the same armor, so it's impossible to tell. Can't tell the difference. They weren't going to reshoot it just yeah. because of that. No shit. And Michael Bean's character is so great, and it's funny because it's so... Um, it's very similar to the Kyle Reese role um, in that he is kind of like the, which is funny. And and I think, I wonder if Cameron took this opportunity to do this film because he had done, you know, Terminator with Sarah Connor, another fucking female protagonist. Well, I think he was, he was a big fan of Alien already. He, oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying like, Maybe that he had buy-in doing that, too. Like, maybe he had more buy-in, and that might have helped and influenced his role of making Ripley... Don't get me wrong, Ripley was a badass in the first one, but she was really a badass in Aliens. So, mm-hmm. I think maybe that... he Him already kind of doing that with Linda Hamilton, and Linda Hamilton the same way. She wasn't a huge badass in the first Terminator, but when she gets to the second one, she's fucking doing pull-ups and fucking mm-hmm. later fucking smashing the face of the cocksucker that licked her face. Remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's... Uh, so him... What a weird way to degrade somebody. I'm gonna lick your face. Oh yeah, that's filthy. Right. It's like... That's like, that level. part always, like, you want to be a deplorable motherfucker, you just lick a face. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Not um, plus. That's but fucking... another thing I found awesome about this film, uh, Kubrick was uh, doing Full Metal Jacket, and they were right near each other, I guess, when they were filming these, and they would often have after parties, both sets together. What? Found this out fucking on IMDb. Couldn't fucking believe it. And I looked up some of it, and I couldn't find any pictures, but apparently I, I saw mention that there was pictures. They were burned long ago. Yeah. That there was... Like, God a, knows what was going could on you at imagine? those parties. Can you imagine that? No. I fucking can't. Fucking Matthew Modane fucking hanging out with Michael Bean, just getting fucking kizzocked. Holy shit. Hey, is Remar showing up later? Yeah, right? No. <laughs> I got a stash. <laughs> Is Remar rolling through? But yeah, talk about a fucking... Talk about a, a Motley crew. The fucking set of fucking Full Metal Jacket and Aliens. Wait, so so they shot Aliens in the UK then? Yes. Yeah. Because that's where they shot yes. Full Metal Jacket. Yes. It's cheaper to fucking shoot yep. over there. No, Which... So I'm... 
I'm sorry. No, go, oh, go. It's like that Mel Gibson I'm guessing fact. when you guys watch it, you don't watch the director's cut, do you? Okay, director's cut right. is much better than the theatrical cut. Well, if you're already, like, not a fan of how long well, James Cameron makes his movies, but... <laughs> it's only 17 minutes longer, though. Yeah, and I think what is added that's bare, is that's like is a, it is it critical to the story the stuff that's added? Yeah, or, well, or I think it is. not fucking critical. I take that back. That's a shitty way to like. It's a much more enjoyable film, the special edition. I feel like even if you aren't a fan of the filmmaking style of Cameron, you will. I think you'll like the finished product more with those additional seventeen minutes, and it's a. Yeah, the, it, it adds a lot to the story. It adds a lot. I mean, you get to see new before. Like when she's with her family, yeah. more so than the, the two life. minutes of them right. rolling up. And exactly. So and um. Oh, sorry. Can you? Oh, and you find out some backstory. I don't know if you've heard this, but I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it for you. Um, Do it about Ripley having had a daughter. Um, Wait, do we watch the director's cut? Yeah, do they not? Do they not mention that in the fucking theatrical? Well, when they, they don't say that she that. died at like sixty-six or no, eighty-six. Like oh yeah, that's the. That's the director. So we are okay. watching okay. the fucking okay. director. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. So, okay. 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 So one thing, one thing she said when we were fucking sitting there, and they bring her the picture, and it's like, could they have brought her a more fucking pixelated photo of her like dead fucking daughter? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it looked, was like okay, looked like it was so zoomed in yeah. on the security <laughs> fucking like footage like, or something. What wasn't, here. wasn't an iPhones like, back then. <laughs> they took Sigourney Weaver's face and like they didn't have those aging apps that we have. Now, yeah. Right. So it was so shitty that they're like, all right, we'll just pixelate the yeah. fuck out of it. <laughs> this is your. Daughter. Daughter. So you well, can't tell I guess how I bad our know the shape of her face. <laughs> Jesus, uh, I think they used a photo of Sigourney Weaver's grandmother for that. Really weird. It Interesting. Is weird. Now, not to get off topic, but did I send it in the group text that young high school senior high school picture of Sigourney Weaver? Did I send did that in the group send, text? I think I don't. I feel like you did, but I don't remember what it looked like. There wasn't no fucking. Uh, weird flat ass plumber's crack in that picture. I mean, she looked very studious. She had like a cardigan on and fucking probably some tights. I don't know, fucking leggings. <laughs> was it like a full body? Picture? You know, she was completely just like sitting down with like books in her hand. But she was fucking. I wanted to marry her, and I've never wanted to marry anybody. Sporty Weaver. Yeah, babe, babe. Anyway, <laughs> uh. Michael, favorite character, you said your favorite character is Bishop, BT, your favorite character is Vasquez. (laughs) (laughs) You had a thousand yard stare right there. It's like, like, I I mean, looking past. (laughs) This is going to be a boring answer, but my favorite character is Ripley. Um... But the whole cast is really great. I love how everyone plays off of each other. Michael Bean's character is fucking... I don't know. Corporal Hicks just... He ties the... I, have I a think, hot take about this. Ooh. But finish first. Um, I just think he's fucking... He ties the whole movie together. I think it's the first counterpart that Ripley's had that she feels like she could depend on a little bit. You know what I mean? What the fuck did she have? Yafet Koto running around and be like, we got a bogman on the set and we're fucking gonna do nothing and we're gonna get blown the fuck up. And, like, we got nothing. We got nothing. Like, she had no support at all. Harry Dean Stanton Yeah, Harry Dean Stanton's like, ah, oh, fucking big league chill down here. Water dripping. Where's the cat? Oh, ah! Like, well, she had uh, like, Parker. 
He was a good backup. Yeah, motherfucker died wow. though, and then she yeah, was left yeah. with fucking Scary Dean fan. What about <laughs> fucking? And... But regarding Scary Hicks, Dean I mean, he really doesn't do that much. Who? In the end, Hicks. Michael Dude, Hicks. not fucking Sully wow. Corporal Hicks. Wow. You gotta think. At that point in the film, when you're kind of thinking things are over, mm-hmm. drops ship, takes off, gets back to the mothership or whatever the fuck it is, and he's laying there pumped full of fuck, or he's in the ship pumped full of painkiller with his eyes all fucking shut. <laughs> it's like, in the end, he didn't do much, but he was also kind of like down for the count. Yeah. In a sense. I know. I, I would say that. up until I'm that not, point, he's... That's not a diss on him. I'm just saying they didn't let him do enough. In the end. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I but I think I think I just love Michael Bain so much that when I think of Hicks, I think of him sleeping. <laughs> but him and uh, you no, know I think of, <laughs> I think of him also, sleeping. I also agree with you. Him and Sigourney Weaver had great chemistry. Yeah, and he was great support. It's not she like we're was married now or whatever the fuck he says to her. Yeah, favorite, I mean they're not getting married or anything, but favorite scene. They're buddies. Yeah. What's your yeah. favorite scene? Mine. I'll tell you right now. Is when the fucking when the xenomorphs are crawling in through up top, dude, and fucking Bill Paxton's like, it's fourteen meters, man. Four meters in closing. Yeah, and fucking uh, right on top of us, yeah. man. I love like before that though. Before they're saying <laughs> quite legitimately oh, yeah. was thinking. Okay, so anyway, that's my that's my fucking favorite scene. Like in this entire fucking. What you're talking about. Sealing the fucking ceiling. So Holy when shit. But the one line and it may be because it's in one of my favorite bands ever. The band Bane. Not Michael Bane. Michael Bean. But in one of their songs, <laughs> I remember that as a kid, but we're talking like maybe two thousand three, four, maybe two thousand three, four. Uh I put on a, a Bane record and I'm listening to it. And I had bought all the other Bane records and listened to them and been a huge fan of the band Bane. And I don't know why I just slowed down like you hit the fucking slow like por- thing. And like Boys I was like talking to half a speed right now and none of the gut look boggling. No, but... <laughs> but uh, boggling. But when I watched that, Booger or when I listen, was listening to the record, they had the fucking Michael Bane, or Bean quote uh, in the Bane song, Michael... Michael Bean song in the Bane song. Michael Bean in quote in the Bane song. Um, remember short controlled bursts, like okay. when he said that, and then they kick into like a song. <laughs> yeah, and I was you do like, randomly say that line a lot. I fucking love that line, and I already love the band. So when I heard them say it, it's like, oh my god, it's fucking like one of my fucking. I love that line. I don't think I ever like said it as much then, but now that it's in that, I always say remember short controlled bursts. Yeah. That's a good coming thing too. Remember short controlled bursts. My favorite. Maybe you grip scene. it and you hold it and then let go and then grip it and hold it and let go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just What favorite scene? Oh, when um Ripley rescues Am I too me. graphic for you? No, I just I I think I respond well. I I <laughs> <laughs> um when Ripley rescues New and then you see the queen alien, which is an amazing design and a special surprise because we didn't know for sure there was a queen alien. And then she's like backing away and then she thinks and she's like, all right, 
I'm gonna hold this blowtorch to these eggs, and she won't fuck with me. Or and the they other have, ones. Like, the other ones too. Back yeah, away. Yeah, it's uh, it's so cool how they just have like this this understanding, and it's like it's so tense. But then like I love when Ripley's like fuck it, and she just yeah burns them all up. It's a very it's Ken like, Foray fuck fucking you. Texas Chainsaw Massacre three moment. You toast, fuck. Yes. <laughs> um. Something I found interesting. Now, are you two or you, are you familiar with the Travis Walton story? The guy in Arizona that was yeah. abducted? Yes. It, with a lum- his lumberjack crew or whatever? Anyway, the, dude, you want to dive down a fucking rabbit hole. They made a movie about it with Robert Patrick called Fire in the Sky. They did it on last podcast. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't heard the whole thing. Know what it is. Anyway, continue. So anyway, um... One of the things he said was there like a wall of like coffin fucking people were stuck in the fucking wall like of a spaceship where they were like literally like gooey fucking like little sarcophagus fucking like plasma fucking bullshit. Anyway, I thought it was interesting that when they go on to the fucking what what is it the fucking the one part of the colony right where they go there and they see everyone all fucked up and racked up the hosts basically yes. yeah. That read very eerily similar to what was in the Fire in the Sky Travis Walton film about them being stuck in the, like, little, like, wall pods and stuff, where they were still, like, alive, but they were all, like, hooked up to fucking, like, fucking, like, weird, uh, what do you call it? What's the umbilical cord type shit? So I wonder if that was one taken from maybe the accounts that Travis Walton said at all, or if there was some kind of real actual extraterrestrial abduction like, uh, people that have uh, said anything about what they've seen up there, because that read eerily similar to what Travis Walton had accounted in that they put in the film, and I don't know how much of that was fictionalized for the film or whatever, um, but that was, like, eerily, like, yeah, had me, uh, like, thinking about, like, ooh, is there some kind of, like, wh- what is the corroboration between, like, what is supposedly factual people will i am a i don't think this guy would have lied and i don't think all the guys that you know, a couple even people on the lumberjack crew that hated travis walton that didn't well the one guy that didn't like him didn't get along with him at all it's like listen this motherfucker got abducted he fucking <laughs> he fucking his car hearts and all got fucking sucked into the sky car hearts and all fucking like uh so and he just want to know the technology yeah. of our blue jeans. Yeah, exactly. Those Wolverine boots, fucking <laughs> fucking all at war, all at war on denim. Uh, but it's funny because that is he released a, a full a real documentary, and he actually Travis Walton himself did a screening and a Q and A about his new documentary called uh, Travis, the Travis Walton story, and they filmed it and, or screened it in Ithaca. And I wanted to go, but I didn't because I'm a fucking retard. Um, <laughs> And uh, he did, like, a Q&A and stuff, and it's, like, a more factual story about, like, there's none of the kerfuffle of the Hollywood movie or whatever, and he breaks down literally what happened. They talk with everybody, they talk about the lie detector test and all that shit, and about him being abducted and his account of being abducted, and it's the definitely the most famous, like, account of, like, an alien abduction ever. But I figured that was relative to what we were talking about. We're talking about literally the biggest alien movies of all time. There's no bigger <laughs> alien movies than Alien. Absolutely. I mean, not. come on. Um, but I thought that was interesting if there's some kind of like tie-in to what has been accounted by maybe other stories of abduction or Travis Walton's at least because that was something that they put in the film. Again, not sure if that was something that was 
uh, that they fictionalized for the film, or if Travis Walton accounted that, because I haven't read any of the books that Travis Walton's done or seen that new documentary, but I definitely want to. That's cool. Do you guys watch the special edition of the original Alien? Like, the director's cut of that? Yes, yes. Okay. We might... Because they left out... um, Keep talking real quick. I'm going to piss, and uh, if I do miss anything, let me know. Okay. In the theatrical cut... They leave out the scene where they find Tom Skerritt cocooned. Do you remember that? Or have no, that? I actually I don't. Okay, I so don't think they I don't think they include that. So we. So that's where James Cameron got that from. Is a scene that was left out of the original, or of the theatrical cut that you can see in the director's cut. Did they it's show like, him? Oh, I, they might. I mean, I I forgot about it after the first couple times I watched it, and when I went back, I'm like, oh yeah, shit. I don't know if I don't I don't know if they showed that in the original because where would he have been? Put, where was he put up in the ship? Was it just a random corridor or something? I can't remember. It's towards the end somewhere. I don't remember. Interesting. It's kind of a scene that so I forget whole, about honestly, but that is it's in that's there a director's in, cut. In the director's cut. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and double check them because I'm not I'm not 100 percent fucking sure. But it makes sense because if we're watching the director's cut of, of Aliens, yeah, that would lead me to believe that what we're watching on for Alien is also the director's cut. Why mm-hmm. why have it kind of mismatched? Right. Just keep it consistent across the board. There's and, not as many differences in the. There's not as many differences between the theatrical cut and the director's cut of Alien that I've noticed. Besides that scene. Besides that one. Yeah, there's definitely so extra shots of Jonesy <laughs> eating and fucking. <laughs> no, there's there's definitely like for for aliens, and I know that we're gonna get to this, and I'm waiting for Jesse to come back from draining the main vein. Is there's there's a couple, there's like a few scenes in Aliens. I know you mentioned it when we were watching it. There's a few sequences that happen specifically in that movie that I don't want to say they don't ruin it because again I, I still like the movie I don't like hate right. it or whatever but there's just like there's a few scenes in that movie that just completely took me in the opposite direction I don't know if you want me to get into this what are we talking about the, these are the things that bother me about the film it's only like a few no, things no go okay. for it I, like I said I'm interested to hear what because I am such a Cameron fan. I like hearing I like hearing what people's gripes are because maybe it'll give me insight as to like I said, I'm biased, so that's why I'm like I'm like James Cameron could literally be like yeah, I'm doing a, a live action Boglins movie. Like <laughs> all I'm, in. I'm in. So the the first the first scene that bothers me is I really do not enjoy watching Newt on screen. I enjoy the character... Is it because she looks like a Jocelyn? Fucking <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Dude, so the thing is, it's it's not that I don't enjoy what she represents. It's literally, every time, and I made a fucking note of this, you probably saw it, it's like every time something is going on, she's fucking screaming. Ripley! Ripley! It's like a child. I I knew you were someone was gonna fucking say that. It's a kid. But it's just 
it's the same like to be hee. it doesn't matter whose name it is <laughs> to, hee. like to, to be fair bishop though, and that child is way too huge to be get like getting carried yeah i thought that I know, too i like, know it's a child i know it's a child and i knew someone was going to say that no i thought the i thought the same thing though uh, because Bridget's like, why the fuck is that kid keep screaming? Every time she's on screen, she's screaming. Dude. So she said that. So when she, uh, when she, uh, gets here, well, you could talk to her about, you can, uh, relate that she fucking said the same thing. So Alien 3, the opening scene must have made you very happy, huh? No! Uh, th- she drowned in the fucking dry up now to make me fucking happy. Well, she's not screaming anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get going. You guys keep talking. We w- Obviously, we will. the podcast doesn't end with Brian. Well. Um, and I'll be back for Alien 3 and Turkey's 4. more important. We get it. Trip the fan. I am Trip star- the fan. I am starving, to be honest. Well, All right, but it was nice to see you. Yeah, good seeing you again, man. This is the first ever live action exit we've had on the podcast. Wow. wow. An actual exit during an actual episode. No, this is not the first time. That you've left mid-episode? Well, me, yes, it's the first time, but... I don't think anybody's left mid-episode, though. Oh. Uh, I've never, like, said, hey, goodbye, we're gonna be done. The- people have entered mid-episode. Have they? <laughs> have they? Alright, I'll see you guys later. Dude, we'll later, see man. you later. But yes, the podcast doesn't end now that BT is gone. It just gets a little less awkward. A little colder. Oh, Jesus Christ. You locked the top, bro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got it. Sayonara. Later, dude. Have fun, you guys. Yeah, we yeah. will. So now that he's gone. No. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so what... Aside from aside from Newt. Newt, can I just mention uh, the Queen Alien walking out uh, after Ripley gets in the elevator? Don't I was gonna fucking mention that. No, because I came in and immediately bitched. I was like, "Do not tell me." I was like, "Is that alien smiling?" I was trying not to let that fucking bother me. Yeah, I. But, I, but you said it during it the smile? movie, and I'm like. I was like, is it about to fucking really get in the elevator? It's going to get in the elevator and press a button so it goes up because it fucking understands how to do that, right? It's so not just going to climb up the thing like, like a spider, like, you know, because yeah. they're super fast. So, so why would you want to get in the human pain in the ass, like, box, closed door, but never works? I, and again, that, that, was, that bothered me because I give credit to the xenomorphs for being super highly intelligent. They understand... in. That's not saying they're not intelligent enough to work a fucking elevator, but they're not going to wait for the elevator to go up. They're going to scale the fucking side. Right. Yes, it's a queen, it's bigger, whatever, but I gave it the it's benefit of the doubt. The yeah. It's going to go for up. the fucking place right, around. Right, right. So, seeing that... And it's certainly that, not going to stand there and smile at it, like, mm. villainously. Like, so that, that was something that I was just like, okay, like, whatever, I guess I got to deal with that. Um, that that whole ending sequence. I definitely laughed. The whole ending sequence was all right. The mech battle, I thought. Again, I give a lot of credit to the Xenomorphs because they are one of my fave fucking just like right. super villain aliens, whatever. And you had said it too. Like I had figured, and again, it w- I guess it wouldn't be a fucking franchise if Ripley would have died there. But I always give credit to the Xenomorphs being like. Use your fucking tail, wrap around. She's literally, and you said that she's exposed in a mech outfit. Yeah. 
You have a hydraulic fucking crusher. Break the fucking arm, you know, like she's like or holding its head or whatever. Remember, she like reaches up and grabs it. Right. There are just certain things again doing the whole more like humanizing the xenomorph and again I know it's the queen or whatever humanizing it to take a fucking elevator I thought it was really cool that it did fucking work its way onto the drop ship and it ends up in their main military right. ship right skews fucking bishop and then doesn't use her tail again yeah and, and she and you can hear it moving when you're watching the movie you can hear it moving around now do you here's a question and it reaches up and, and it misses you know, Mrs. Ridley, but it's right. just like you're taking away elements. You're being liberal with the elements of Xenomorphs and what they're known for. There's even a couple times too when during like the shootouts and actually during that fucking scene where she's torching the eggs, you see a Xenomorph just kind of like chill on there. And again, I know if you killed Ripley off that early or didn't allow something to happen. It wouldn't be a franchise, but, but don't, don't include the, it. Don't include it then. Don't create the situation that doesn't make sense in a sense of like... It's a killing machine. Yeah. Why is it's it going to back hesitate. off, you know? It's like, not, literally... It's not going to wait for Ripley to come punch it in the face. And this is this is me being <laughs> nitpicky again. I'm, I apologize. But you asked, so I'm going to tell you. If you put it on, you can literally see, like, she's torching the eggs. Queen's freaking out. It's when she's turning around to leave. Ripley! You know, and then the, the Xenomorph's just kind of like... And it's yeah. like, yo, that thing would have been on the wall, jumped on your fucking head, right. and be dead. And again, like you had said, don't include it then, just for the sake of including another kill. Right. I think, do you think that when they do these movies, especially something so, like, over the top like this is and was during the making of it, and you're trying to keep the consistency of the story and what's happening, as well as trying to orchestrate kills, um, arcs? Mm-hmm for Ripley that some of that shit just happens to get lost in I mean you can it kinda, does it, there it, are it, some it does you it have does to forgive yeah with any movie yeah and you dude, can, th- this is not this is literally like when I I said this like before like I like the film it's just there are it's the not certain like it's a things. documentary you know? right yeah, exactly <laughs> it's not a historical but, documentary uh, I think in a lot of that stuff and, and when I find that in films that I like or even like uh, love I'll try to justify it in my own ways of being like you and I did two Ramones podcasts. There was still shit we didn't touch. I know, like, dude, for real. we didn't even talk about D.D. King at all. How the fuck did we not get into that? I'm a funky, funky guy. Like, how did we not get into him rapping? Wait, we literally we did not we talk talked about, about his exit, but we literally didn't even touch on him being D.D. King and, at all. Like, how did we not do that? I don't even know how. Hey, Bridget. Hey. hey. Brian broke your candle. <laughs> he literally he bet, really bad. He bent over to get into the fucking candy cauldron right there. <laughs> literally stood up and it was just hanging on his back. He's like, What 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 the fuck's on me? He, he and I was just a- like, wait, don't move. And he fucking of course the fucking candle falls and I was just like he's like, Oh, it's okay and I go, No, you Are broke you Yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, Oh, you broke the candle. He's like, Oh and I was just like, Well, Bridget's sister got her that and he's like, It was a fucking gift. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. I already tried gluing it, and then I got, look, I fucking, the paint came off. Is that what the fuck that is? Yeah. Dude, I kept, like, seeing you go like this when we were, like, during the paint. I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck is on his hands? Like, yeah, it was the paint from those fucking skull candles. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. And I was just like, I didn't have, like, shit. He's like, this guy sucks at wiping. Look at the shit on his hands. I think he's lying about the neighbor clogging. (laughs) 
I said shit. I clogged it earlier. It's like, it's I, shit I don't have a plunger. I just use my hands. Did you fix it? <laughs> With what? Melt the wax. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm fucking like trying to tape it with clear tape and shit. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Wow. That's why I'm <laughs> Brian will feel so bad. Brian's like, should I text her? Should I text her? He had her? to leave. He had to go to Thanksgiving. Just make him think yeah, it he, never he's, happened. He's doing Thanksgiving with Josh. Make him think it never happened. Be like, what candle? You didn't bring any candle. Oh my god, that'd Dude, be so. Just like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> But, well, that's so funny because he's just like, I feel like I should text her. He's looking at eBay before you guys got here. He's like, I think, yeah, I, I, think I found these. Dude, he's when like, you were oh, talking over there, he's like, goes, what would you want to know before you came home? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It was eating out his brain. That's uh, why he kept spacing out. You know what I'm going like, to do? thinking about the candle. I'm going to be like, yo, Bridge is really pissed. Let him buy a fucking candle. And then no sound. Be like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> wait, why'd you buy her a candle? Dude, that's weird. <laughs> But anywho, but yeah, it's, like I said, I think a lot of that shit gets lost because there's so much going on that, like, it's hard to keep continuity 100%, especially when you have a huge budget, all those people, you're seeing dailies, you're probably doing some editing for some dailies to show these fucking uh, idiot execs that show up and like, eh, let me see what's going on. We gotta show our progress. (laughs) Um, so I think some of those things, like you said, need to be, like, forgiven. forgiven. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's not, like I said, But at the same time, like, if you want, sometimes, like, there's shit I'll watch in films and they'll just be like, alright, that, I don't know, I can't, it's hard to let that one go. Like, being able to (laughs) withstand the space vacuum with one arm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's another, that's another (laughs) thing, like, so, at the very end when she's, like, Again, exiting a fucking xenomorph, shooting it out into space. She not only crawls over, you know, she 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 throws the fucking queen into the thing, and then of course it reaches up and she falls fucking you know ass over ankles, fucking just like face down, crushes it. She's then crawling out. How the 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 actual force, the vacuum of space, it manages to suck not only the mech. And the fucking queen out, but she's literally just other people in the room. Yeah, <laughs> she's like but not this. her new. She's just no. Well, bit thanks to bishops, weird half body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Dude, I love hilarious, the, dude, the laughing of it was great. Like, <laughs> dude, it was so and, funny. Uh, and in half, come covered robot crawling at you with its arms. Awesome. Yeah. And why did not he bad even for have a to human. crawl? Do you imagine just seeing that Dale? You're like, what like, the fuck? Like, just that scene. You're like. What are we watching? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you don't have to crawl toward God. the space vacuum, by the way. Yeah. It's got you. It has you. Don't worry. But, like, so <laughs> that that was another thing. And, again, I know that we can say that these these things that I've talked about, for the most part, with the exception of Newt, I didn't... I like the other part of the movie. It's the climax and the ending. Like, how they fucking decided to wrap the movie up. That's kind of where my shit actually gets, like, critical. And the reason I'm so, like, hard on it is because, like, I loved... I love the, the fucking franchise, but it's, like, I love Alien, like, so much that it's, like, I'm going to be kind of a... Not a dick, dick fucking... This... I'm not watching the Puppet Master fucking franchise, which I also love. Right. But th- I'm, this is... I'm holding in fucking high regard. All these films are masterpieces and they're right. fucking right. So, like, I'm going to be super, like, nitpicky. nitpicky about shit. But anyway, um... But, yeah, that's... That's kind of, that's my, those are the things that, like, the shit. Those are all tolerable. 
Yeah. Um, like, you know what I mean? The, those are all like, I hate people because there are some people out there. Do you see what there. I'm saying? I, no, they, no. I, those I like all the make, movie. Those but. all make sense. But there's some people that just, and, and you'll probably understand this too. There's some people that just hate to hate. Like hate because like, oh, James Cameron, fuck him. He's the big time director. Like, fuck him. Like, I don't, I don't hate that. Because of James Cameron, I, I gave you the examples of things that I didn't like about right. the movie. James Cameron as a director, again, I already talked about his long-windedness, whatever. But I will sit down and fucking watch Terminator and T2. Like, he he does good shit. Right. There's just oh, certain yeah. things of his catalog, like probably with most, that I just don't particularly enjoy. That's all. So anyway, continue. So, um, if you had to... If you had to rate this film what are you giving it? are we doing out of 10 like we or percentage no we did out of 10 out of 10 out of 10 having rewatched it again like somewhat recently like whatever this past week i will go i'll do like seven out of ten okay. I'm, I'm being because again i did find a few more reward rewarding things about it redeeming redeeming yes redeeming qualities about it and again, it really boils down to, like I literally just said, there, it's shit at the end of the film that really just set me off. Or set me off. It really put a sour fucking taste in my mouth. But for the most part, um, yeah. It's Usually good, you can tell movie. with a movie if it's, you know, purposeful or just carelessness. Right. And that movie... You can usually tell the difference. And, and, and again... I don't really think it was carelessness, necessarily. No. I think it was just the overdoing. You know, get, yeah. doing too much. It's like so much new stuff and crazy stuff. Like... I don't know. And don't get me wrong. The most fucking, one of the most iconic fucking lines that she says, you get away from her, you bitch! Oh, you know, yeah. like, that is still a great fucking line. Oh, yeah. So it's just like... And something that I appreciate about, um, I mean, the third one, we talked about the movie poster, the third one, with, you know, the xenomorph in Ripley's face. Like, that's a classic, classic yeah. poster. Now, something I appreciated about both of the films, uh, the first two films... We talked about how it's just an egg in space. No one can hear you scream. Alien. That's it. Now, I like this one, too. This is the original theatrical art for this one. Not the one where she's standing there with the fucking yeah. Reeboks on yeah. with Newt. The fucking Reeboks. But this is the the very first poster that they released. Just aliens with the little blue like fucking like thing. And it says, <laughs> yeah. this time it's war. There are some places in the universe you don't go alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Keeping it that simple when it's such a like high high budget like crazy over the top film you don't know like like yeah. that's the staying power of what the characters and what the story does like we can literally do a black fucking poster with the title a tagline and smell two the glove two taglines and the fucking credits at the bottom and like there, there you go it's uh it's a nine point five for me that's you. I give it a half. I get a half, half a, half a point higher than the original. And like I said, it's just because I feel like it's a little more catered to like my likings for films that interweave genres. So it's all like, and that's why like, and even sometimes I get like a little like we like not weird, but I I get like pissy with people when I'm just like, what the fuck? Like if someone rated Resurrection over like Aliens, I'd be like, you try hard, motherfucker. Yeah, that's like. (laughs) I would. Get, you can't like, sit there and literally tell me that the scene in Alien Resurrection when they go in and see all the the weird Ripley fucking right and that idea and concept like you're shitting on aliens, but you're not going to recognize just exactly. 
disjointed fucking weird story that was half-baked and they decided to put it into a fucking whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So that's why I think... Um, that's why I had to fucking explain my viewpoint as to like... Right. So you you weren't just hating the hate. You had, no. You had... I have reasons why. Exactly. Um, something we didn't talk about uh, while he was here. Obviously, Bill Paxton's character... Stop your grinning and drop... Or drop your linen and stop your grinning. Yeah. Or stop your grinning and drop your linen. Like, that fucking line. Obviously, the game over, man. Game like, over, man. It's game over. Dude, he has some really, like, awesome one-liners. Actually, him and... um, What did he say? Him and fucking... What's his nuts? The fucking sergeant. I can't remember his name in the fucking movie. Which dude? Uh, cigar sergeant there. Uh... I forgot what his name was. It's something started with like an A or something. Al um, Matthews. Al Matthews, but his character in the film, his character, Sergeant uh, Apone. Apone. Yeah. Okay. So like, and and that's something too that I really did enjoy. Like like I said, it goes back to the tech of this, and like each right. each soldier has their own camera, and the the fucking lieutenant or whatever can monitor each one's or the captain. There's a lieutenant or something. You, he can see each one, like, remember when they go in initially, they're doing the sweep of the compound? It's, yeah, yeah. Like, you can see what each one of them are going to, and then they sum upon the fucking nest or whatever, like, they're in the colony, basically. They're in the alien fucking, or the xenomorph-like colony. Here's a fucking factoid for Al Matthews, who plays uh, Sergeant Apone. He was a real-life uh, Marine, and he was the first black Marine to be promoted to the rank of Sergeant in the field during the service of Vietnam. Talk about a fucking... That's crazy. Talk about that, like, listen, you could be like, like, to think like, oh, yeah, I was in Aliens, but I was also the very first black sergeant ever. Think how fucking crazy that is. That's nuts. That's kind of wild. Yeah. I'd say his resume's quite... Yeah, Jesus, talk about something to be chiseled on your fucking tombstone. But that's what's cool, though, because you can tell about the way he acts in the movie, you can tell about his command, just his kind of, I don't know, gruff nature he's the he's the shit he's not the fucking you know the flimsy fucking lieutenant who gets knocked out when they're trying to fucking escape right. or whatever that, right. that scumbag he's actually there and what adds a cool factor to it is that like you just pointed out which i didn't fucking know he was actually in the military it's it's no different than what's his nuts fucking rip and peace fucking full metal jacket fucking exactly you know you know what i'm talking about yes saving silverman fucking you know He's in all those fucking... I don't know why I said Saving Silverman. He's been in 9,000... We were soldiers. Fucking Arlie Lee Emery or whatever. Uh, 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 Arlie Ermey, yeah. Yeah, Arlie Ermey. died last year yeah, as well. Yeah, rip in peace. I don't know... Again, I don't know why Saving Silverman was the second film of his that came to mind over everything else <laughs> yeah, he's right? done. But anyway... Um, yeah. So I just thought... That's a, that's a cool fucking... That is a cool factoid you pulled out of the goddamn... Oh, yeah. And, you know, and... Uh, Another thing, all the customizations on the armor and and shit, that was all uh, James Cameron wanted the actors to do that to kind of give him a little more personality. You Did know what Hicks I mean? have a fucking padlock on his? Was it a padlock? I couldn't figure that out. There's something hanging, and I was like, "That's pretty punk." What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's poor crack, dude. You into Sid Vicious? What is like, that? A master lock? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! No, I stole it from a suitcase, man. It's. But it's, like I said, a 9.5 for me, and it's just, uh... About you, honey. Hmm. Aliens? We're, get, we're getting into percentage. Sorry to cut No, you. no, no, not at all. 
No, I'm sorry. I was reading about the other movies. To be honest with you. <laughs> You're reading about the other movies? Yeah. So what I more? Know, I don't really have much of a rating for it because I I can't honestly say I've sat through the entire thing. I watched like half of it partially. And then the first time I watched it, I think I got through the first half before I fell asleep. I've seen it, like, in pieces, so I can't give it, like, an honest rating. You'd have to get a good, solid watch and yeah. throw a rating out there. I got you. No, it's good you didn't rate it, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, like, because then it's like, well, you didn't even finish it, you know? Yeah. Anyway. So something I thought was funny, I forgot to mention when we talked about the first one, is uh, they had to scale back some of Geiger's uh, art in the original film because it was so sexual. Oh, it's all sexual. Yeah. All but like it, it was, I think, I guess there was some, from what I've read, I guess, there's some shit that was so blatantly like phallic that they're like, all right, We're not doing on. that. <laughs> We're not doing that. Why do you want Ash to explode on the end of this piece? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is it is a completely different film from the original one. But you know, I think that the, it needed to be taken to a different direction to keep the entertainment value up. And obviously, this one was a little more accessible to the mainstream because of the action and some more from more familiar faces. Um, and it's uh, it is the so obviously the sole one in the franchise that takes place in the eighties. And the, I don't think yeah. there's it's a pretty eighties esque movie like it is very 80s well i i think bt pointed out and kind of like like we've all pretty much either danced around the subject or said outright but it's like each film takes a different direction it's not that it's constantly reinventing itself but it's it's going in one way or the other right suspense fucking sci-fi horror action war movie i would almost say the third one's borderline like psychological thriller right slash Elements, dark elements. Suspense. Yeah, suspense. And I haven't even seen it, but I read it. I read about it. <laughs> and it just goes from there. So it's it's cool. I think that that's that's something that's quite unique about the fucking about this franchise as it sits. And we didn't even mention fucking, you know, Prometheus or Covenant, which you know we'll get to later on. But yeah. And uh, like I said, there's a lot to talk about with um, obviously with. Uh, Alien 3, which I can't wait to get yeah, on. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Now, I'm not sure... One thing I wanted to add about uh, this, and so uh, Cameron got into it with Dick Bush, who, but they don't... I don't see Dick where Bush. Dick, Dick Bush is credited. Dick Bush. Dick Bush. But apparently... So he got into an argument with Dick Bush about um, lighting certain scenes, and he fired him, he yelled, you're fired, and the whole entire set walked off, walked off Cameron's set. Jesus fucking Christ. Now, Bush How is far a, were they into fucking filming at this point? Uh, I think it was when the, they were, all the hosts were in the fucking, on the wall or whatever, and Cameron wanted it lighted a specific way, and I guess he was very specific about what, I, it doesn't say who, it says Dick Bush was is a cinematographer, but he didn't do the cinematography on this. So I'll read this factoid off IMDb because I'm I've never heard this before. So and and I know not everything is factual on IMDb, but James Cameron clashed with Dick Bush, who refused to light the alien nest the way Cameron wanted. 
Cameron wanted dark lighting to create an eerie atmosphere while the cameraman kept going with bright lighting to show off the intricacies of the set. Bush was very old school DP who lit the scenes to his content. While Cameron was very visually involved, was a very visually involved director, finally Cameron fed up with the bad attitudes of his crew, yelled at the guy, you're fired, and threw him off the set, which led to the, the entire crew walking out, requiring Gail and Heard to coax them back once they had all cooled down. Bush was then replaced by, okay, there you go, uh, replaced by Adrian Biddle, who never DP'd a feature before. Jesus Christ. So I didn't even know that Dick Bush, I've seen that name before, but I had no idea that he was that he was replaced. Because uh, obviously you'd only seen Adrian Biddle on as the uh, cinematographer, but yeah. No shit. I mean, it's fucking crazy. I know I know there was, um, and we'll, we'll talk about it, but I do want to touch on it real quick. Uh, there was a studio executive showing up to Alien 3 watching it because they were so Fucking concerned with psychos. what Fincher was doing because he was a first time director and they just like I, they just brought some bullshit to that the movie that didn't need to be and I feel like the movie really could have uh, progressed and done better than it did at least in the, the fa- eyes of the fans even though I think that movie especially the assembly cut is is very fucking good. I'm excited to, to talk about that because I have, I do have a few things to say about that movie. Um, and I'm excited to now know that I have the fucking... Yeah, right? I had the assembly cut, so it's not out of reach. It'll be good to fucking discuss it. So, closing thoughts on the first two films, Alien and Aliens. I'd say probably, um, probably two of the best one-two punches in a film franchise... Um, that there is, especially in the the genre world. I think it's you know you put the any of these two movies up against any other two movies, it's a pretty fucking solid for what they are. Especially you got to think no one was ready for alien type films at all. I think uh, at least because uh, they had never seen it, they'd never seen the technology, they'd never thought anybody had the means to produce these movies that were so huge. And you see the effects and see a creature that was believable. Right. wasn't just like kind of a makeshift fly by night like oh it's like it's an alien you know the fucking oval shaped fucking head with the huge eyes well, it you know what in I mean? your mind exactly it's extremely yeah. memorable well, and when people say alien i don't think of the little fucking weird 420 alien patch it's on your fucking coat in 1998 and you got a south park cartman patch on the other side i want like, to believe yeah um so it's it's interesting i think you're to to when you really think about what it did for the mythology of extraterrestrials slash alien life forms. Because when I think alien, when someone says alien to me, that's this is the first thing that pops in my mind. Which is very interesting because it's, it's like you kind of pointed out, it's like it's almost counter to what people or society, pop culture, whatever, right. deems to be aliens. Your typical greys or, or whatever. But for me, it, it's funny you mentioned that too about like kind of the the original and the sequel. Yeah. For me, it's like, honestly, there there's three pairs that really stick with me. The first, fucking Star Wars New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. The second, Back to Future 1, Back to Future 2. The third being Alien and Aliens. Oh. Okay. When, when, when we're talking like sequels. 
honorable mention, gotta go Puppet Master, Puppet Master 2. Just the first nice. three Puppet Masters are fucking immaculate, and then it gets shitty. In a good way. Fun way. Uh, yeah, so that's a pretty good... We got we got a pretty good uh, start on the old Alien franchise. Yeah, I think so. And, and like I said, uh, people that are listening, you're gonna probably wish we dived into more of the actual like scenes and stuff like that that's just not what we do because you can watch the movie and i'm sure i don't know if they, i honestly don't know if anybody's ever done the alien films in a fran or like alien films in a podcast form or talked about them i haven't really outwardly searched but i had i my buddy did send me one we listened to it the other day um but it's not a pod it's a literal like it's a sit down, like dissecting, like director's cut, or you know, not director's cut, but it was for the third one, and it's a it's an actual like channel, YouTube channel. So right. it's not like a podcast where it's people sitting down and a group of people sitting down and kind of crowdsourcing it. It's literally two people talking, exactly. And, you know, going through and talking about well, you know, this was the story of how many executives were fired during the making of Alien Three, and you know, it's right. kind of more of a. A, a very serious kind of take. Which exactly. It's not that we're not taking it seriously. We're just having fun with it and discussing it and talking about shit like that. So. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's... I'm not going to sit here, like... And don't get me wrong. There's been episodes where, like, uh, like the George Romero episode, I, I was pretty, like... Uh, it was a tribute episode. as our first show. And it was kind of just, like, a more serious, like, paying homage to him and stuff. But at the same time, when you have... When the personalities that we've had on this podcast, like, it's impossible not to... Sidetrack. Oh, yeah. You can't, like... It's kind of necessary. And trying to keep it serious, you'd be stifling all of our personalities. It makes the conversation a little more natural. Exactly. And like I said, I I know some people are like, oh, well, we're gonna... This is a three-hour show, and we're gonna edit it down to an hour and 52 minutes. No, you're getting what you get, and you're getting it in real time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But... Your guys' podcast, Capital City Smiths, which I appeared on, I believe twice, right? Which was Pet Cemetery and American Psycho and Creep Show. Yeah, so I was three. Say you got three. Yeah, I, I was fucking. I hit it three times on the Capital City <laughs> Smiths podcast. Which, uh, which one did you talk about, Peter Schnur? Almost all of them, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah I think that yeah. was. Got pedigreed in dog shit. Pedigreed in dog shit. I, the, the Peter Schnur story, that agreed in dog shit. There, there's, there's great. I, I just. Do you think it's ironic that it was he was pedigreed in dog shit, considering pedigree is, is a, a brand dog of food? dog food? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I almost wonder if that was like that raced because who the fuck who you said who actually performed the pedigree? Bobby Allen. Okay, I'm wondering if in that split second, instead of just pedigreeing him in, on the canal trail. He saw the dog shit and decided to then... Yeah, he pulled a... He, he could have done a Stone Cold Stunner. He could have, you know, swanton bomb off a tree. Like, like, there could have been anything, but it was... I want to pedigree you into that fucking dog shit. You know, like, that was... that. <laughs> called a, it on the fly. Yeah. It's just like, oh, there's dog shit. That's I was going to stun you, but now you're getting a pedigree. <laughs> so... So, but when is the Capital City Smiths podcast returning? Now that the... I, I was talking with Hannah when you were draining the Liz, and... Uh, <laughs> No, now that the the, the the spectacle of the wedding is all wrapped up. Thank God. Yeah. When's the Capital City Smiths podcast coming back? Because that is, and I'm not just saying it because we're friends, uh, that was one of the more enjoyable podcasts to listen to because it was 
because it was similar to like what we do here, obviously, it's more freeform and just you run through the movie, but you can get off on the mm-hmm. sidetracked tangents and stuff. And it was so much fun, especially because we we're covering like films that like, I mean, it, it would be near impossible to like cover some of the stuff on on our podcast because we get like you guys keep it a little more you you keep it a little more concise. With us, like we couldn't fucking talk about Pet Cemetery because then you and I would fucking like I would just drag it into like we just talk about the Ramones, Ramones Part yeah. Three, like. Uh, but when to? Do you guys got a time frame? Are you? Do you have like? Because uh, I know we talked a little bit about what the newer format might be. We're we're toying with we're toying with some ideas. I don't think we've discussed a date really. Honestly, probably after we move at this point, right? It's yeah, probably, I mean, it would be easier now. Like yeah. a designated area because right now we literally ran out of space. Yeah, we had a second room. He was where, in there. That's where yeah, he recorded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's most part now too. basically a storage room. It's filled with boxes. Yeah, which is like gifts from the wedding, which is great, but we can't use the room. So, <laughs> if, if anything, I would say probably. December, January, we're going to do, we'll do some sort of announcement. We actually sat down. We recorded something, but I was just like. We were watching Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie Halloween 2. Oh, okay. Um, I think first part of October, maybe, somewhere around there. Late September or something. Anyway, we're getting there. We will make an announcement, and obviously, you know. We'll probably put something up. You're going to be more than involved, you know, with this Can't whole wait. process. I, if you, I, I told if you them honest. I really want to redo Donnie Darko or do it on that would be, or something because there's a lot to be discussed there. That would be uh that would be great. It was and just as an aside to the whole you know, the podcast Octoberville concept, that was a lot in a short amount of time. Oh yeah. You guys day after hard day, for you know, that was thirty days. And it, and it yeah. was it, it got very difficult because you know, we're hanging out, bullshitting, having drinks, and like there were certain episodes. I mean, our episodes that we did, they, they sounded great. We had a lot of fun. I wish you were there for them because it's just a different dynamic. To it is. Sit down. It is talking, doing the phone ones is is good, but you f- also feel like it's hard to keep conversation because someone's trying to talk over the line. You, you know what I mean? Over the phone. So like, people... well, you got the fucking horse whisper over there. I can't hear him. I, I, I'm on the I, phone. I, I'm like, dude, Brian, you got to speak know. the fuck up. Like, I know. So it's hard to, it is, it's a whole different dynamic uh, for all around when you're in person and doing them. So, and th- th- this one, that's why it took so long, is to line up, you know, after you guys had, had finished all the spectacle of the wedding up and everything, that's why it took so Nailing long. Nailing down time. And, and like, well, him, it was fucking getting him tacked down, fuck you see. He's got fuck, Thanksgiving today. Mo- <laughs> motherfucker, it's not even fuck. we're 10 days in. Thanksgiving's 13 days away. He's like, yeah, I'm ha- doing Thanksgiving. Well, fucking three weeks before? When are you doing fucking Christmas? Tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> Black Friday's gonna be yeah. a fucking th- or Christmas. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, this is, uh, this is a solid start. Hell yeah. first two. What are we, what, two hours or something? Dude, yeah, we're something. definitely we're in definitely territory. <laughs> I mean, nothing was, uh, nothing was, I'm trying to think of our long, I think our longest episode so far was the Friday the 13th franchise one, which I think clocked in a, a, a ass hair under three hours. Holy I think it was two fuck. hours, 59 minutes, and like 40 seconds. We got over two hours with the remote, the Ramones ones? Oh, yeah. Those were... Those, were Those are packed nonstop yeah, information. Dude, we dude. don't even get off on crazy tangents there. We stick pretty pretty straight to the script on those. Dude, fucking Dalton, the kid who plays guitar in that band, he was like, Yeah, hey, listen to the Ramones podcast. I'm like, Oh. He's like, Yeah. He's like, Wow. I was like, You guys <laughs> like the Ramones. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> We'll get fucking, we get, we get real with that shit. 
But you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HeartGuideMedia. Um, yeah, the promoting, dude. Paying to promote, like, I just, I can't, I don't know. It's it's so hard to be like, I'm going to give up money so my thing will appear in front of some people. I'm just going to keep hashtagging for the time being. I don't care. I do this for, for, for all of our friends to fucking have fun and listen to and fucking, we got, I'll, I'll say this, I'm shocked that some of the plays we got. Yeah, some and, Filipino, yeah, like crazy, people like, and, and there's someone in Mountain View, California, that listens to every fucking podcast. It's interesting. It really is. It, them, uh, there's someone, in, a couple people in Buffalo. I know one of them's a, a friend, um, but it's it, it is interesting to see the people that will tune in and listen to this fucking dribble. Uh, but I'm fine with it, and I like it. Uh, listen on Instagram. No, you, you'll find us and and visually find posts on Instagram, but you will. Physically listen to us on SoundCloud and on Apple, uh, on iTunes, on Apple iTunes, <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast app. You can subscribe. Um, you won't, uh, but you should subscribe. Uh, if you don't, you're a pussy. Um, rate and review. Fucking people, but I, I know bigger podcasts that... Don't even have, I have like three or four reviews and you could tell it was like their brother. It's like, yeah, it's a really good one. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like it's crazy that people will like, uh, it's gotta be more buying. I don't know what to do. I mean, is it paying money? Do I gotta pay people to listen to this? But people listen, but it's like, it's not It's a like, promotion thing, you know. It really fucking is. Fucking ads and putting it out there, waving it around in people's faces where it's like, it is there. Because right now I got like 40 subscribers. That's cool. And I think like under 10 of them are friends. So, so yeah, dude, you're—that's a—I'm fine. That's all I need, as long as I know that there's people out there be like these fucking idiots are talking about something stupid. Now I gotta <laughs> listen. That's all I need. I don't need you to think I'm cool. I don't need you to think I'm like smart. As long as you're like, I gotta hear what these idiots are talking about now. That's all I want. That's it. And that's all anyone can ever want from doing a podcast. Um, rate and review on iTunes. Um, let us know you're listening. Uh, and if you don't, I mean, it, it won't matter. But it will matter if you do. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all we got. So, uh, again, thanks, guys, for coming out. Thank you. If we think we're going to hit a couple record stores and get some grub. Hell yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Remember, short controlled bursts.